Hello and welcome to another episode of Roll for Immersion. This is actually our last episode of season one. Um, I'm your host and dungeon master, Aaron. I am Emily and I play Gwen. I'm Sam and I play Hagar. I am Tori and I play Calcine. All right. <laughs> <laughs> A lot like the last episode, we're going to forego the new segment that we normally do and we're going to head straight into the campaign. Um, Quick preface that this that this segment of campaign is probably going to be a lot shorter, uh, but we're going to have a lot of reflection at the end. Reminiscence. We're going to get in our feelings. Yeah, we're going to get in our feelings. <laughs> ask any burning questions for the DM. Ah, uh, yes, yes, so uh, many. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, who wants to fill us in on what happened last time? Roll Do we for it. Roll for it. You got to keep up tradition. Got to yeah. keep up tradition. I got an eight. I got a 13. That's a 7. Woo! Our scribe's going. Our Let's scribe! Go. Let's go! <laughs> okay, so we had a boss battle uh, last episode. BBG. Um, yep. Jinx. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we destroyed Hephaestus. He was undead. It was gross. It was epic. It was awesome. Why are you hitting yourself? <laughs> and then heartbreak at the end when we lost Vinny. Poor um, what a guy. Uh, Hagar got his last puppet. Yeah. And <laughs> there were sad goodbyes, <laughs> and it was a moment. Um, after that, we kind of just took the body, and we went to the post office, and um, we found a mortician, and now we're just kind of waiting for the body to be ready. Alrighty. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what she said. Okay. Also, I have to say, like, completely out of game, mm-hmm. there's a dude that works in like for like Newslink whose name is Vinny. And he like I keep picturing him and I've been picturing him this entire time and like I did like he he would never listen to this. But like I don't know. Like, he just, like, I don't know. Because I feel like he'd listen to it and be like, Do you like hate me or something? <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> no. And I'd be like, Dog, the DM does not know you exist. Sorry. <laughs> Unless he's that Italian guy that I see walking around every so often. Yeah, that's him. That's him? Yeah. Huh? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Twice. Sorry, Vinny. <laughs> he's very loud. I'll yes. That much. Yes. Anyway. That is that is all I will say. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyway, so. But I feel like I had to say it because, like, if anyone else that's, like, in in student media and listening to this, like, they know who he is. <laughs> Any Anybody who knows or is a Vinny. We're not talking about you. Swear, <laughs> I promise. I promise. It's just a fun name. It's, it's more just the fact that they didn't want to use his actual name. Nope. I refuse. Why? I don't remember. Wait a minute. Did we give Vinny his nickname, or was I think that... Hagar did like immediately because he was like, "That's a long name. I ain't remembering that." His name isn't even that long. It's just Vinicius. Uh... Nah, his name's Vinny now. <laughs> it's just Vinny. I didn't realize. It's that, just like, his name we gave minus him the that sus. Nickname. Yeah. I made him I, less oh. sus. That's what I did. That was my service to him. Hmm. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> He's dead now, but... Well, you know. 
Come on. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fresh wound. <laughs> yeah. It's been, what, an hour? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. All yeah. Right. So where we left off was you guys were traveling to find an inn or tavern or some place to stay the night yes, uh, while you waited. So I want you all to go ahead and roll me perception. Ah, uh, yes. The thing Hagar is known for. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah, I got a one. <laughs> I got Hagar a solid. Seeing I got a solid anything. ten. Ten. I got a nat twenty. Let's go. Uh, so that's a twenty-six. <laughs> if Tori had got a ten, that would have been perfect. Like, was, like if you rolled a I straight ten. I mean, with 10. my bonus, it was a ten. But yeah. I did not roll a ten. Man. W- with my bonus, I don't know, it wasn't a one, but like it's a nat one, so we're treating it like that. Yeah. <sighs> okay. Let me quickly. Go rubble, ahead. rubble, rubble, baseball. Oh. Rubble, rubble, rubble. Guide here. Darn it. I'm sorry, guys. Where's the inn? Uh, I want to seep. It is actually floating in the sky. We get the Star uh-huh. of Bethlehem treatment. There is no room in the inn. It's like, all right, you got a big manger. All right, you got a big manger. Like, we could definitely use we could that. We could work something out. We could, we could work something out. All right. So, you guys come up to uh, an inn. It has, its logo is this eye that seems to have like a six-sided dice in the middle. Illuminati uh, confirmed. <laughs> oh yeah, um, and uh, underneath it, its name is the Cyclops Dice uh, Tavern. Uh, so as you go in, you know it's it's a decent day. About I'd say a little after midday. Uh, you guys have been with Hephaestus for some time. Uh, you weren't really sure what day it is exactly, but it is decently busy. There are people milling about. You can see that the bartender is this dwarf with a round face, rosy cheeks, and uh, they seem to be going up to people and just making judgments about them that are completely out of character for, like, anybody. Like, it's just like, oh, I see. You have a sword. That means you must do a lot of killing. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) You know, being just all around a terrible judgmental person um mm. but they're serving drinks left and right this person comes up to like my knees <laughs> <laughs> yeah he, he's tiny um and so as you walk in uh the scent of cocoa fills the air with uh and then there's a couple different flags around uh seems like there's one for each of the uh like high princes uh and high princesses <laughs> Which, whichever one is uh, Hephaestus, I'm just gonna. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> gonna take that one. Is like, nope, not anymore. <laughs> okay, so are you, uh, if you're gonna. No, do I'm it, kidding. Uh, I don't want to get into a bar fight. I do that. You're like, roll for initiative. Roll for initiative. I cry. All right. So often, like as you walk in, you've got the open area. Like immediate to immediately to the left is the bar. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the open area towards the right. It goes down like a couple s- steps uh, where there's everyone milling about. You know, there's place where like you could pull away tables and have like dance. And then uh, far off uh, in the top right hand corner of that segment is the stage that's elevated a decent chunk. Uh, there's a chair there. You know, doesn't seem to be anybody playing at the moment, but there's equipment there for anybody who wants to. Uh, you can see kind of in the back right-hand corner, there's a table where a group of three 
older half-orcs uh, are playing a card game together. You see some chips on the table, uh, some gold coins. Uh, you see one of them is getting quite frustrated with his hand at the moment. You see a human milling about. Uh, there's a young gnome that seems to go around kind of just hitting on others in the bar. Uh, you know. He's Gnatic an elf. <laughs> he's he's, he's Gnatic an goblin. He's a gnome. He's a gnome. And you've been gnome. Oh, yeah. Uh, and besides that, you've got you know your standard run-of-the-mill people who are just there to drink. Some are having a laugh. Some are bartering. Everything in between. Uh, and then you've also got stairs in the like far off in the back you can kind of see like the edge of the stairs where they start going up around this corner mm -hmm. um leading up to rooms cool so the the judgmental dwarf is the person that seems to be running the joint yes. right okay uh i'm gonna go over and i'm gonna a little bit condescendingly because i see this person like actively making judgments about people and like hugar has just had kind of enough of like anything today mm -hmm. so he's gonna like bend over at the waist which is like not necessarily necessary but like get like right up like to eye level with mm -hmm. him be like i'd like a room for the night please you're a big boy ain't you that's what they tell me <laughs> you would be real good in the fields wouldn't you bro what <laughs> <sighs> Hugger's gonna look like you'd be real good in a dollhouse, wouldn't you? Uh, uh. He he's gonna look taken aback, and he's just, he's just like, what? You heard me. You want to start something? You started it. I'm I'm just trying to get a feel for your character here. Uh huh. Like I said, I'd like a room, please. Fourteen silver. He's just gonna reach in his little pouch, pull out fourteen silver. Twink. He reaches underneath the countertop, slams the key onto the uh, top countertop, takes the uh, silver. Enjoy the room. I'll do my best. Anything else I can help y'all with? Not at the moment. All right, then. Hogar's just gonna make a beeline for the room. He's just so done. <laughs> Kelsey's gonna follow. She's yeah. sleepy and she's tired. This is like, I think, I think to note, like, this is the first time that having, like, been around, like, strangers or, like, a group of people that Hogar has not had a smile on his face. He's just done. Yeah. He's had a long day. He's had a rough one. Yeah. All right. So you guys head up to the room. It's a decent room. Um, not the best you've ever had, but mm. does the job. You know, you've got what looks like uh, two beds, one that could probably fit Hugar mm -hmm. barely, um, and then the other one that's roughly the same size, but mm -hmm. you know, much better fits people. Great. Uh, yeah, Hugar's just going to, like, draw, like, a bowl of water or whatever and just start like cleaning his wounds out because okay. like he's still shirtless like he doesn't wear one anymore and he's been stabbed and slashed and whatnot yeah i know Hugger's so he's just kind of like doing the thing where like you put like a little bit of rubbing alcohol and like a cut and he goes mm. ah. like he's just doing that to like kind of bandage himself up so that he can just go to bed putting that hydrogen peroxide in there yeah Ooh. precisely 
It's the it's the equivalent of that. <laughs> Ugh, God, I hate that. All right. Gwen, um, she didn't take a lot of damage, so I think that her wounds aren't like an immediate, like priority to her right now. Mm-hmm. But she's just gonna like drop all of her stuff and like she's not gonna sit like on the bed she's gonna like sit i don't know if there's tables or chairs oh uh, yeah so th- i mean there's there's like a desk uh over in the corner uh, kind okay. of away from the beds but that's really about it okay she's gonna sit against the wall and <laughs> she's um she's gonna um she hasn't cleaned up or anything but she's just gonna take out her loot and she's gonna start strumming the song that he was singing as he died oh god i'm gonna kill myself (laughs) (laughs) all right calcine what are you doing um calcine also was not super injured um did you take like one point of damage yeah i literally (laughs) overall got one point of necrotic damage and that was it but um you're just like slightly tired (laughs) yeah um, like, so a rough one. <laughs> I I feel like she's probably still like coping, so she's, she's just like, kinda, man, kinda, guys, kinda, we like, barely made it out of there. She's just kind of kind of like go sit on the edge of a bed and just like thousand yard stare, just like out of it. Um, but just like mentally collecting herself, I'll okay. say. Hagar's gonna like after he finishes kind of washing up, he's gonna like set uh, Stephen and the new puppet, like, kind of so that they're sitting on the edge of, like, the desk. Mm-hmm. So they're just, like, they're, like, kind of sitting as they always are. And then, like, next to them, he's going to put the other puppets, and then he's just going to go face plant <laughs> into the bed. All right. Conk out. Good night. <laughs> All righty. Anybody else want to do something before we go into the next day? Hagar would like to stop bleeding. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, you all awaken the next day. Um, the sounds of jovial tunes and, you know, laughter and just all around, you know, good business for the tavern mm-hmm. uh, coming from downstairs. And as you go down there, you can see there's a pretty decent crowd. There's a group that appears to be playing on the stage, which seems to be garnering all the attention. And beyond that... Um, the night is, you know, yours for to deal with. Oh, so it's still nighttime. I mean, you guys did go to sleep around uh, like a little afternoon. Oh, that's fair. That's so. a good point. <laughs> but I mean, that's it's valid that you, you would, though. You make a good point. We almost died a little bit, yeah. and we lost to a person, so <laughs> <laughs> grief makes you sleepy. Okay, uh, I guess Hugger is going to, like, roll out of the bed, but because it's so small, he probably actually rolls out of the bed and, like, yep. lands on the floor, which is likely what wakes the other two up. <laughs> <laughs> Just, like, a roll. It's like, ah! <laughs> Uh, I hate it here. <laughs> um, he's just gonna go. He's gonna put the puppets back on his head, and then the other ones like attached to his belt mm-hmm. as they usually are. And he's gonna he's gonna go down into the tavern, I guess. Okay. All right. So, like I said, there's a lot of patrons. Still no there. shirt. Absolutely not. Of course. I mean, if it's no shoes, no shirt, no service, and there is no service. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they haven't kicked you out yet, so. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so like I said, it's pretty jovial down there. There's a large group of people. Um, there's a couple of waitresses who are going about, uh, getting orders and bringing up food and drinks. Um, but beyond that, it's most the same. Understandable. Uh, is there like an empty table anywhere? 
Yeah. Okay, Hugger's going to go sit at the empty table. Are there, like, servers going around? Yeah. Like, taking orders? Okay. Then he'll just wait for one to approach him. Okay. So, uh, one comes up to you, and um, you can see that uh, he's he's quite uh, lithe, you know, very mm-hmm. thin and frail. Uh, but, you know, he's got a smile on his face. You know, he's doing what he wants to. Um, and he just kind of, what can I get for you? Am I scaring him? <laughs> no, it's it's more just, it's, uh, it's just kind of like, like. Almost like a bubbly type thing? Yeah, a little bubbly, but also it's it's more of a physical thing mm-hmm. uh, that causes uh, That's just to... like his own intonation? Yeah. Gotcha. Um, like, so uh, what, do you, what do you have to eat here? And uh, you can see he kind of reaches into a pocket, pulls out this very small, not too small, but like a sheet of paper and hands it to you that has a list. It's very roughly scrawled, mm-hmm. but um, you can see that uh, there's some meat over rice, some soups, um, some uh, meat and onion skewers. Uh, then there's a yam stew and, you know, uh then for a specialty drink, because apparently they have like a daily specialty drink, they have what's called the cl- the cranky clergyman. One of the ingredients is holy water. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, okay. Um, oh, I just gonna say, uh, I'll have two orders of the skewers, please, and a glass of milk. Right away. So he he leaves and. You know, after jotting down your order. And so what are Calcian and Gwendolyn doing? So after she's scared awake, um, she's... <laughs> it's just a boom. Yeah, she's, uh, she's not going to go back to sleep, but she's also not... Um, going to join the festivities. She probably will. She's going to take her time, though. Okay. Um, Valid queen. She, she's not keen on having everyone separated right now. She's very, like... She feels like they all need to be close. That's fair. All right. Is that all you're doing? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Calcine is probably going to, like, wash up a little bit after she wakes up. Because, I mean, we've been through it. Girl needs a bath. <laughs> <laughs> um, That's fair. Probably. And then it's probably going to go down and join Hagar. Mm-hmm. All righty. So are you guys going to order anything? Or are you just going to sit there um, and just talk? Or Calcine wants meat kebab skewers whatever you call them <laughs> well you've got the meat and onion skewers and i mean there's no meat seems a carnivore yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes okay so you're getting the meat and onion skewers yes all righty gwen will probably just ask for soup okay soup soup all righty so after a little while um like as you guys wait are you guys gonna talk or anything of that sort or Calcine would not be one to start a conversation right now. <laughs> She's going to yeah. kind of just wait and see what... So, like, Hagar usually would. Okay, so this but... is one of those silent days. <laughs> this is his Joker arc. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> All it takes is one bad day. All it takes is one bad day. I think that Gwen can kind of sense the tension and the everyone's just going through it right now. Mm-hmm. And so she's going to... Um, I don't know... I don't know how we're sitting. Is it like... Um, however you guys want to sit. I mean, because for the most part, it's... Uh, there's a few different tables that are open. You know, you've got round ones, you've got rectangle ones, you've got square ones. You know, it's all over the place. So, I mean... 
probably okay. a round table. Yeah. Sure. I think Hagar probably sat with his back to the, the stairs that go up to the room so that he can watch the front door. I don't know why, but he feels like he needs to now. I'm, I'm picturing the three of us all being, like, in a row, and then Gwen's in the middle. And mm-hmm. what she's going to do is she's going to take Calcine's hand, and she's going to put her head on Hagar's shoulder, and Aww. they're just going to... They're just going <laughs> to sit there for a while. I would like to acknowledge that while Calcine will not say anything, she will give Gwen's hand a little squeeze as an appreciative thing. (laughs) This is so wholesome. So wholesome after a day of death. (laughs) (laughs) Alright. So you all sit there for a little while. You know, the minutes pass and finally your food comes out. Uh, There's two skewers for Hagar and his milk. There's another skewer for Calcine, and there's a bowl of soup for Gwendolyn. Nom 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 nom. Yeah, I just <laughs> eating be moshing, sounds. Dude. Yeah. All right. So after you guys finish, the the server comes back, and uh, he's just like, uh, "Are you? Is there anything else I can get for you, or uh, or are you ready to pay?" Uh, just give me the check. Mm-hmm. All right. So is this separate or all? What? I'll take it. Whatever it is. I don't care. Okay. Aww. I'm rich. <laughs> okay. He said I'm uh, loaded, bro. Let's go. <laughs> Gotta do math here. Last session, I'm loaded. I do not care. <laughs> okay. Uh, math. All righty. So that'll be 80 silver. 80 silver? Yeah. Chump change. <laughs> I, I, I just, I hand him eight gold instead. <laughs> <laughs> he, he takes it, you know, happily, you know. He kind of like, he has that look of like, oh, 80 silver is eight gold. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm so dumb, <laughs> you know. Just like beating himself up. But, you know, he takes the money back to the counter and gives it to the bartender. That's a lot. That's very expensive food, but it's okay. Well, the, the skewers were 19 silver each. Wow. And, and the and the soup was 20 silver. That had to be like wildebeest skewers. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could have been worse. It could have been uh, some meat noodles. I hate you. <laughs> don't, don't worry. Uh, uh, it's, I'm, one the, of, as long as you're my DM, I know there will always be meat noodles there somewhere. There will always be meat noodles somewhere. And there will always be a way for me to hate you know cause you to hate me <laughs> yep <laughs> all right pretty much so what else are y'all doing besides eating i Enjoying think your food. that after after everyone's done eating and we're just sitting there again this would be the time where gwen would read the letter all righty okay so now i've actually got this set up okay now we're ready now we're ready all right, so as you open it up, you know, you break the seal, which is just your family's uh, signature or whatnot. Uh, it reads, My dearest child, I beg of you to tread carefully in those places to which you go. Too much torment and hatred has brewed, and I fear the worst of those with kind hearts who never left. Galardoth is no place for you. I spent many years there, and I have seen things the likes of which I refuse to see again. The hatred of men and the abuse of the arcane. I have come face to face with the vilest of men, his face scarred and burned, and his intentions vile. Never never before had I known fear like that as he whispered the names of those I hold dear. 
threats upon their lives, my own, and those of the future. He promised a world where I could help shape it and mold it to my whims, but I saw the lies. At first I thought I was safe as I narrowly escaped his malice, but those who follow him surrounded me without remorse. I have done terrible deeds, and I never wished this to be learned by you. I thought that everything was safe as I heard of his demise. But time has, has foretold that I am wrong. His voice whispers to me and to those who know him. His name is echoed through chains of belief long thought broken. I beg of you, stay safe and stray from those who proclaim the name of the maimed one. He is a plague upon the land, and with his name being cast upon the winds, I fear the worst is yet to come. Do not return. It is no longer safe. Take care, my beloved daughter, for I fear this may be the last you hear from me for some time. Use the name Lovelace sparingly, for lineage and many others are ones that many evils have sought to taint and corrupt. Take caution, and you be on your guard. Your loving father, Theoden. Oh. <laughs> so, so in the letter, there was never... The he was never actually named. Uh, the, the the only name that was mentioned was the maimed one. Great. Perfect. More trauma for her. <laughs> so. Okay. What's everyone else doing? I'm dissociating. Yeah. <laughs> <probably>. <laughs> Honestly. Um, I can't think of anything that Hagar would want to do, really. So I guess just sitting there looking pretty. I I can think of something else, but... Um, then do it. Yeah. Let's play I'm just trying game. to think of how she, she would... She wants to perform for the tavern? No. Okay. Oh, I was going to say, like, thinking... I've got my list. Say, you have two bards in this party of three. Yes. Well, I, I was just thinking list. how she would go from reading the letter to asking this question, and it's not a very good transition, but... Um, we should probably talk about Hagar's changes he's been going through recently. <laughs> Hagar's just kind of going to look like extra confused. Changes. Like he's just going to be like, are you talking about puberty? Like, what? No. I, I thought I was done with that. No, she's going to look at Kelsey and she's like, you've noticed features shifting too, right? Yes, definitely. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so I'm not insane. No, no. Hunger's gonna we both look are, at you like you're absolutely unlikely. crazy. Yeah. Hunger's gonna look at both of you like you're absolutely nuts. Okay, she's gonna she's gonna explain what they've been seeing. Okay, and like, oh, you know, go ahead and explain it. I can't remember what she actually saw though. She only saw <laughs> she saw his hair change. I think right. Yeah, Calcine has Kelsey noticed his eyes shift. Recently a couple saw times. the eyes. I saw the purple, and then I've noticed his eyes turn like yellow a couple times. I have no idea what you're talking about, but like as you as you kind of like as Calcine brings up like her like his eyes changing to yellow to match hers, and he like makes eye contact with her. His eyes do shift for like a second, and then go right back. <laughs> no, you just did it again. How I, do you? I don't know what to say. I, I've never noticed anything. <laughs> Has anyone ever pointed this out to you before? No, I don't know why they would, considering I've never noticed it. I don't know why I, I would look other than I do now. <laughs> Sam is having fun with this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know he is. <laughs> I don't know how to like 
<laughs> what kind of check would this be to figure it out? Uh, if you're trying to figure out whether or not he's lying in insight. Um, well, but... I didn't think he was lying. He's not. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, like, the closest thing to someone ever pointing it out is just, like, sometimes people give him weird looks and he doesn't know why. Yeah. But that's not something he would immediately think of if you're just like, did anyone ever point out to you the fact that you <laughs> change? <laughs> huh. So, I mean, what, um, what exactly are If you you're trying to figure for? out what I am, then I think that's intelligence. Yeah, like, what what, what could be causing this sort of thing? Um, yeah. That'd either be, be like, either flat intelligence or possibly investigation, but... Uh, like, I don't know. I feel like it's more intelligence. Mm. So, I mean, they're both intelligence. Yeah. No. Rats. <laughs> That's a four. That's do I have to bad. bring Steven into this? I swear to God. Please do. <laughs> Dude, Steven's against the man who owns him. He's not against him. He's just, you know, trying he, to figure he out He knows himself. stuff. No, yeah. Steven already knows. I, I already know in my head that Steven knows. So there's no really point in me, like, rolling. It's just whether or not I want to bring Steven into it. Is Steven going to tell us what's up? I don't know. Is Steven going to tell you what's Dude, up? Dude, at this point, Steven actually is, like, a like a person, <laughs> basically. Like, Steve, Steven exists. I guess Steven is. Uh, Steven's going to kind of lean into Hugger. They mean you don't appear to quite be what you think you are. What are you talking about, Steven? <laughs> what, what, what are you talking about, buddy? Um... Steven's gonna say, if I'm not mistaken, I believe you're what they call a changeling. <laughs> and Hugger's be like, what's a changeling? <laughs> Does anyone know? Does Can Gwen someone know explain? what a changeling is? Would we know? Because um, Emily's a little uncertain, but Gwen might know. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Gwen may know. Uh, she'd have to give me another intelligence. Of course she would. Intelligence. Intelligence. Pat's not gonna do it, Chief. <laughs> it's an eight. <laughs> that ain't gonna do it, Chiefy. If you want, if if Kelsey wants to take her shot, go for it. I can't see what that is. That's pretty <gasps> good. Eighteen. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, do you need me to explain what a changeling is so that Kelsey can know what a changeling? Well, is? Well, I'm gonna explain or... why she knows. Really um, that's fair. Uh, it's because she was once hired by a man named Miguel Servincio. Uh, he, he himself, uh, appeared very, you know, a bit pompous and slightly, you know, egotistical. Right. Uh, but over time, um, you know, while he did still keep a lot of those personality things, um, his appearance seemed to change. And so you realized he's a changeling. Um, he's something very different and so if sam wants to give a whole like um description of what changelings yeah. are so or... essentially changelings are a race in 5e that are essentially a blank slate so typically they look like if they haven't looked to match anything then their skin is like gray their hair is like white and their eyes are like a deep purple almost like like to the point where like they don't have like irises and pupils like human eyes have it's more of like the like alien-like eyes of just like it's all one solid color mm -hmm. um and they are it, it depends on you know this is a homebrew campaign so like where they come from is you know disputed i guess um so that's entirely up to aaron as to far as like where changelings actually come from i won't um, go into that yet that's fair. Uh, but yeah, so essentially they are just humanoids that can change their appearance, like hence changeling. Yeah. 
So Hagar is adopted. Dun dun dun. <laughs> dun dun dun. This poor boy. Uh, and Hagar's like, are you, are you saying I'm adopted? And then Steve's like, well, I don't see a half giant and a human making a changeling. Hagar's just kind of like, like genuinely, because he's still like, he's never noticed it. So like, for all he knows, you guys could just be gaslighting him. So he just like, he just like puts his hands in his face and is just like, what is going on right now? Um... Okay. What's everyone else doing? As you see, first off, you all see this conversation with the puppet, and you think that it's just one of those like, oh, okay, he's just being insane again. But like, legitimately, the, like the puppet's talking to him, but like you don't realize it. Can we hear the puppet or no? Uh, he said that it was whispering to him. So yeah, he like mm-hmm. leaned in. Hmm. So like all you guys see is like the puppet like. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's it's really weird because it could just be like the fact that the puppet may have like just shifted with like his shoulder moving, but it definitely leans in without him touching it. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> Alrighty. Steven's my magical smart friend. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like that scene when Dipper got uh, got his body possessed by Bill and then had to take the form of a sock puppet. Mm. Sock opera. Sopra. <laughs> Great episode. Uh, um. <laughs> so Hugger's just like, his world is possibly shattered, but he also doesn't know if he <laughs> believes this. Right. I would say when we get back to your town, you should you should ask your parents about this, buddy. Okay, apparently I have to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Calcine's just going to very, like, awkwardly kind of, like, reach across the table and, like, give him a little, like, pat on the arm as, like, a comforting thing (laughs) and a very awkward attempt and then just kind of, like, leave it at that. I think it's also interesting that, like, no one ever really, like, tried to notice when he, like, grew a foot taller on multiple occasions like to get ready to fight or to intimidate someone and like no one was like do I notice that because like that's right. kind of crazy like like I, I feel I like you're saying like growing a few inches but like a person growing a whole foot like I don't in know front of your I, eyes. I imagine that like it may just be one of those things where it's just like maybe I'm seeing something you know kind of like mm-hmm. that scene uh in Fellowship of the Ring where uh Gandalf is talking to Bilbo and saying how he doesn't or he's not trying to rob him where like the shadows kind of grow around him and it makes it seem like he's growing taller Mm -hmm. so I imagine something like that so it's not like something that you're immediately just like oh okay so like Mm -hmm. he actually did grow it's more just like oh man he's getting menacing (laughs) it's also one of those things where like a lot of those times we're in like very intense situations Mm -hmm. yeah so you're not focused on yeah Mm -hmm. wild anywho (laughs) yeah so, I mean, is is that all you're doing? Uh, I guess so. I just <laughs> world possibly shattered, but also doesn't know if this is the truth or if he's being gaslit. Uh, all right. Uh, so, as you guys continue to sit there, the song seems to shift, and uh, for those of you who are musically inclined, uh, <laughs> you know that the song is called Echoing Time. Um, it is a song about a young woman who awakens one day to find herself frozen in a moment in time. And as she walks about, uh, passing the people she knows and loves, she can hear their memory. She can hear their memories of times they had shared together echo in her head. Um, occasionally she would hear a voice that was distant and far off, but she would never find it as she remained in the moment in time. 
and it's a very slow, um, somber ballad, uh, you know, kind of helps fit the mood a little bit, a little too much on the dot. Um, and so I, I imagine that after a little bit, like you hear the song and you're just like, okay, I don't want to be around this. I'm going to get up and go. Like maybe, maybe the coroner is done. Yeah. I think I'm going to head to the, to the mortician. Yeah. All right. Mm -hmm. So as you guys head to the mortician, uh, and walk in. You can see, like, right as you guys walk in, he walks out of the room and he's, like, dusting his hands off, just like, oh, perfect timing. <laughs> Sick. <laughs> Your friend is all good to go. All right, what do I, what do I owe you? Uh, well, I'm going to laugh so hard if getting his body prepped for death is actually less than the food cost. <laughs> no. Um, <laughs> but also, like, now I've my never wallet's going like, This is something that I've never thought about before in D&D. Mm. &D. The fact that, like, no one ever actually takes the bodies to the corners. Right. Yeah. So like, messed up. <laughs> yeah. Like, so, like, I don't actually have, like, a price for this. And, like, I don't want to make it too high, but I also don't want to make it too cheap. We can just say 10 gold. I don't care. Yeah, 10 gold. <laughs> cool. Because I'm, I'm not even joking. That was what I had in my head anyway. Cool. So I'm just... going to hand him the 10 gold. All right. Okay. So you hand him the 10 gold, and he's just like, anything else I can do? Uh, I guess I'm going to look and see, like, is he, like, wrapped in, like, like white cloth? Like, mm -hmm. what? Okay. Yeah. Um, then uh, there's really no point in getting a cart, because we'd have to, like, cross the river and stuff. And, like... Can't really That's a do good that point. With a cart. I was thinking about a quick way to like get back home, but yeah, no. Because I was thinking cart, because like you can transport the body too. Mm -hmm. Um, but we'd have to cross the river. Well, I mean, that's not to say that there isn't a bridge. You guys just took the the that most direct path. Mm -hmm. Okay. That's a good point. Then yeah, I guess I'll ask like where where one can get like a one horse cart in the area. One horse cart would be probably closer towards the gate. Heading there. Off we go. All right. <laughs> I want to get out of this city. Yeah. So y you you take Vinny's body and you begin heading out. Mm -hmm. uh, you get to, uh, you get around the gate and, you know, it takes a bit of searching to finally find it. But you you find someone who has at least one horse uh, and not just ponies at the moment uh, and and at least one cart. Mm. Uh, okay. And it's it's this sweet old lady. You know, she's sitting there in her rocking chair, rocking back and forth, kind of just waiting for somebody to come up. Anyone want to talk to the sweet old lady? I might scare her. <laughs> Gwen, Gwen will do it. I feel like Gwen is the least intimidating <laughs> because you're giant and I'm orange. Um... <laughs> <laughs> what? <No>. <laughs> <laughs> you're giant and I'm orange. <laughs> Does Calcine say that out loud? <laughs> sure. Hugar's tone is going to shift to orange. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm going to roll perception to see if Hugar notices his orange skin. Okay. If he doesn't notice, Gwen will point it out. You turn yeah, he orange. Notices. You notice, yeah. He's just like, wait, hold on. <laughs> wait a second. He, he's still not quite convinced because, like, it might just be dark out, but, like, he's definitely, like, noticing now. Right, yeah. All right. Great. I gotta speed run this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Gwen is just gonna go up to the old lady and she's gonna be like, hello, um, we're interested in purchasing a one horse cart. One horse cart. Um, well, that would be 
and she kind of like shakily lifts up this uh, book that she keeps in her lap and kind of flips it open. Um, and, you know, because of how old she is, she's taking a right, long that's time. okay. Gwen will just stand there patiently. Uh, and so after a little bit, she finally just looks back. That that will be about 15 gold for the cart. And uh, yeah. And yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Gwen will give her um, 16 gold. Aww. Keep the change, wink. Stop hitting on old ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Not another one! Listen, I know you want to get in their will before they die, but you need to calm down. I don't think this uh, that this lady has much of a will. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so she she shakily takes the, the 16 gold, uh, and she you know, counts through it, and, like, she just looks up at you, you know, as she gets to 16, um, you know, and she's gonna say something. Nah, she uh, just pockets it. <laughs> like, so she's kind of looking up, just like, did you mean... Yeah, it's yours. She kind of takes it and, like, scoops it into a bag that's, like, by her side, and, mm. uh, you know, kind of just points out to the to the cart that's kind of just resting there and, and a horse that's over in the stables. Okay. All right, yeah, we got it. Up. <laughs> Saddling up, baby. All right, who wants to do their animal handling? Mm. Oh no! Is anyone good Forgot at that? About that? I've got a plus three. Mine's uh, a plus one. So turns out Hunter's got yeah, like a plus five. Yeah, mine's also a plus one. <laughs> I thought about taking proficiency in it just for funsies, but no. Nah. Hugger's actually amazing with animals. In in the other campaign that I play him in, yeah, he actually is. <laughs> Hugger is actually Disney princess. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but with bees. <laughs> Okay. Oh yeah, that's a twenty-one. All righty. Sick. So, yeah, you you. Uh, at first, as you as soon as you touch the horse, it begins bucking. But like you pet it a couple of times, and it just almost instinctively just like calms down, and like begins to listen to you, as you lead it over to the cart, hook it up, and you know, uh, get ready to head on your way. On the road again. Say, rested root on my way starts playing in the background. <laughs> no, Lavender Town. On my way. On my way. On my way. Yeah, all of these. Yeah. They're all playing simultaneously. <laughs> it's actually Please, nobody horrible. copyright strike us. <laughs> Six seconds. <laughs> yeah, no. All right. So I guess we, we head on out. All right. So you head on out. There's really no issue. Uh, I assume you guys are following the roads pretty directly. Yeah. Yeah, uh, this time, yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, either way, it still takes you about three weeks. Right. Because, I mean, you, you have a much longer route uh, following the roads to this right. town. But at uh, least I'm not carrying a dead body the yeah, whole way. Yeah, and you're not walking. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's a lot faster. So either way, it's still about three weeks. Cool. Um, and I'm not going to have you role play through that. Thank, Thank you. Jesus. That'd be another four episodes. <laughs> Thank you, DM. Yeah, but I, I, I like doing that, though. I, I, I mean, liked writing all that stuff. Yeah. It was fun. It was very immersive on the way there, but our friend is However, dead. Home. <laughs> However, all my friends are dead, and I've been pushed to the edge. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, uh, as you, you know, as the three weeks have passed, 
Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I'd like to clarify this for all the listeners because I made a big mistake uh, way back when because I said three weeks and twenty and that it was twenty one days. That is not the case. My brain fucked. Oh, that's it right. Because you forgot that your weeks are different. Yeah, my weeks are five day weeks, not yeah, seven. So be Fifteen days. Be Fifteen days. So I completely apologize for <laughs> all listeners who thought, oh, okay, so they traveled for 21 days. No, they traveled for 15. And now we're traveling 15 back. Yes. Cool. Okay. So as you, as you finally make it back, um, you kind of begin to ride in. Like, unless you guys, unless like one or two of you wants to uh, like walk by the cart as it's coming in. Like, I don't uh, know. I think Hagar would. Okay. Like, just because, like, he's got to take the horse to somewhere he can, like, tie it off to. Right. Uh, so as, when you guys get there, it is, uh, you guys kind of spent the last night not bothering to really go to sleep. You just wanted to get there, mm-hmm. you know. So it, it is beginning to, you know, it's still dark out, but sun is slowly coming up. And so you've got torches that are, torches and lanterns that are lit. And I want all of you guys to roll me perception. Everyone's dead. The town is burned to the ground. No, no, no. 14. 11. 14. 23. 23. Okay. So, Gwendolyn, you are the only one who notices this, but as you pass by the lanterns, uh, they all seem to flicker and turn into the that same green color oh. from earlier. Oh, my God. Oh, Gwen is absolutely going to point that out <laughs> to everyone. She's not messing around. <laughs> Okay. Hagar is pissed. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And uh, so as you guys continue to make it in, like there's a few people milling about, um, but as they see you, they scurry off. Um, Um, And, you know, the town is very silent. I hate it here. (laughs) Why did you ruin my town? He did all this to protect his town, and his town wasn't even protected. I know. This is the dumbest thing ever. I hate this. Okay, I guess I'm going to go home. Okay. So as you you make it back to the tavern, and Mm -hmm. you all enter in, um, there's just this figure shrouded in a cloak. Very, you know, black cloak, dark. They turn towards you. It's you can obviously tell that they're a tiefling, red skin. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm gonna kill it! I'm gonna oh, kill it! I'm gonna no. kill it so fast! I'm gonna kill this thing! I'm, 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 it's dead! It's so dead! Oh no! <laughs> All right, I'm gonna wait for it to say anything, but if it says anything I don't like, I'm hulking out and I'm just murdering this thing. He turns towards you. Welcome to the new town of Cavitus. Oh, I'm gonna kill you! I'm straight up, straight up. So I'm cutting him in half. Go for it. Going going into rage, going to hit him very hard. I'm going to cut him down the middle. <laughs> Does a 22 hit? Um, it would, typically. Shut <laughs> up right now. I'm going to kill you. We were going to have a good ending. I hate you so much. Now, see, look, my, my thing is the fact that what you guys fought wasn't the BBEG. I'm gonna kill you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna murder you. I'm the murder the thing is, family. this campaign is far from done. <sighs> yeah, but our part is. <laughs> your part is. So why not give us a good ending and let us leave? Uh, I mean, I gave you guys some, you know. Gwen you can't go home. our bestie. <laughs> well, you know. Gwen doesn't have a home anymore. <laughs> yeah, and the town that I left to defend, that I wanted to be named after me, uh, you've now ruined. So. Thank you for ruining my day. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> I hate you. 
but anyway, so as as you go and you're raging and you go to swipe at him, uh, you see that it slides through him almost like a you know a fog, and the fog you know kind of trails off and you know goes next to Calcine. I hate this. And this into sucks. her ear, he just goes, "Nice to see another trainee." I'm gonna kill <gasps> everyone. Who is this? Wait. <laughs> Do I have to kill Calcine now? Like, <laughs> I hate this. This makes me feel Why gross. Why are you doing this in our last episode? This makes me this feel isn't... so gross. You're a bad person. Oh, this can't be. This no is. So I'll say this much. It Mom, is come pick not me up. the guy who trained you, but it is someone who taught under him. Ah! Uh, okay. <laughs> Would I recognize um, him or no? No. Okay. I'm so upset. Okay, what now? I, uh, I swiped I at him and him. I tried to kill him. I and he stab just, him. He's just made a mist. I mean, you can you can stab him. It doesn't <laughs> do anything. Be misty again. Yeah, I want to say for the listeners, all three of us are invisible signs of distress. <laughs> I hate it here. <laughs> I want to die. Uh, I'm just constantly smiling all the time. Shut That's up. Uh, shut up. All right. I don't what even is, know what to do Shut here. up. What does Misty Boy do? I don't care. What does he do? What's he doing now? I mean, for the most part, he's just kind of going by, kind of doing that, like, dragging the hand across each of your guys' shoulders. Uh, no. Uh, I hate him. Gwen's gonna be brave, and she's like, what do you want? Hugger's not. He's gonna say, get out of my town. Your town? Oh. This is not your town. <laughs> I'm gonna kill everyone you know. <laughs> you know nothing. I oh, promise you. I'm gonna end you. <laughs> I have half a mind to make Hugger pull out that freaking glass eye and put it in to see if it makes him hit him. Please do not. No, we can't handle Hagar being possessed right now, please. Now, see, the thing is, none of you all listened. Did you not, do you not remember when Hephaestus told you that he was just the first in many generations? Yeah, that's his problem, not mine. It's your problem. Shouldn't now. be my problem. Leave this town alone. It's so small. Why do you care about it? There's more to the history of this town than you truly think. Ooh, I'm gonna set everything on fire. <laughs> uh, um, can I see if Steven knows what happens if I put the glass eye in? Try. Come on, Steven. If there was ever a time for you to have hacks... This is the most metagame thing ever. <laughs> he does not. Oh. No, he does not. What do you want? <laughs> I just want to bring back the one who will save us all. He's... I can, I can feel his power. I'm going to pull out the glass eye. What does this do? Go ahead and test nah, it. Nah, tell me what it does. There's no need for me to... Nah, I'm dumb, but I'm not stupid. Tell me what it does. <laughs> well, if that's the case, then I'll just leave it with you and let the mystery simmer. I'm going to tear your world asunder. You're going to tear my world asunder? Uh, yeah. Look at your world. You have... Everything you do to me, I will do back to you eightfold. 
I'd like to see you try. And if I don't, I'll make sure someone else does. <laughs> he's going to start mimicking Hephaestus' cackle, and then he's going to mimic the sounds that Hephaestus made as he died. You're very good at that, aren't you? I try to be. You'd be an excellent addition to the family. Yeah, I already have one of those, though. Do you now? Ooh, oh. if you touched either of them, I swear to God. <laughs> Aaron, I'm going to jump across this table. <laughs> uh, okay. You think I'm kidding. <laughs> so... For for some some character, while while we were traveling back, Gwen was thinking about how she, her dad told her not to go home. She doesn't have anywhere to go, so she was completely ready to basically ask Hagar if she could stay, and start to build her life. That's again. what I was gonna say too. And, <laughs> and now and we're gonna have a happy ending, and then right? Aaron had to be a Calcine jerk nugget. Happy endings her life don't exist. Like... I know, and now it's all just like crumbling apart in front of her and she is also visibly shaking and ready to back up Hagar on whatever <laughs> he says. Anybody else doing something? I feel like there's I, I feel like I should be doing something but I don't know what I can Hagar's do. just making dead eye contact with the guy like unbreaking like I will end you type deal. Pleasure to meet you all. Have a lovely evening. Don't tell me what to do. And like, almost as like, uh, without even a bother, he literally walks straight through Hagar. <gasps> the mist just kind of puffing up around him. And he leaves out the door. Mm, I'm so PO'd right now. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, uh, we are gonna have words, Aaron. <laughs> Don't worry, we still got reflection time. I, I wanna, God, I wanna check other rooms to see if there's anyone else. Yeah, in I'm here. gonna go yeah, check I my parents' go room. Yeah, I wanna go search for like people. Yeah, I'm gonna go check my parents' room. Okay. Uh, so as you check your parents' room, for the most part, everything's the same. They're still sleeping. You can see that their chest. Okay, is they're rising. breathing. Yeah, they're breathing. Cool. Chest is rising and falling. Um, as I, I assume one of you guys goes to check on Priscilla. Yes. Yes. I was thinking about that, yes. The I would noise. like to do that. Yeah. So as you go check on her, she's just the same. Breathing, you know, steadily, a sound I need asleep. To check on B Rye. <laughs> <laughs> Brian Brian <laughs> Brian, uh his his house if you remember is is a little He's ways not away. At the end. Yeah. I'm gonna go run to check on Brian. Okay. So as you go up to his house, um, you know, are, are you just like bursting in or are you like pounding I'm, I'm, on I'm the like door? I'm like knocking on the door very loudly. Um, so it feels like ages and uh -huh. like you get really worried for a second yeah. before you finally see the door creak open and he's just like, what? I'm just going to like stumble in, pick him up in a huge hug and just squeeze with, oh, thank God. Oh, oh God. my God. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. It's all okay. It's all okay. And he's just like going back and forth, <laughs> like kind of almost like cradling him. He just like pats your head as best as he can. He's just like, what is going on? <laughs> Don't worry about it. I'll explain later. Have a good night. And he's going to put him down, shut the door, and then just like go back to the tavern. <laughs> All right. 
what's everyone else doing? I have I I just have a weird a weird feeling. I just want to make sure that the people asleep right now can wake up. Okay. Who do you want to test that on? Yeah. Who do you, who uh, do you I'll test, test it on the doctor. <laughs> okay. So probably I, a better idea than the half giant. <laughs> yeah. 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 So as you go up to her, like you're not worried about stealthing in or anything like that. You you open up, the, you swing open the door, go you know very briskly walk into the room, shake her awake, and she's just like, eh, what? She she wakes up just fine. Okay. For the most part, everything seems normal besides the flames and the odd appearance. The the, the dude. <laughs> the dude. Okay, she's gonna be like, okay, never mind. Go back to sleep. Good night. <laughs> just gonna, just gonna There's no context. <laughs> just like, okay, <laughs> nice. All right, cool. <laughs> um, I feel like it would be on brand for Calcine to try to get a message out to her contact to be like, "Hey, yo, this guy seems like he knows you. What is up here?" Like. Homie, respectfully, why? <laughs> Homie, respectfully, what do heck? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you send a message out. You don't get anything in return. Okay. <laughs> Visibly <That's fine>. angry. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. fine. You're just going to throw my backstory in and then not let me use it to help. <laughs> it's fine. Nice, fine. nice, nice. Uh, yeah, okay. Then Hagar's just gonna gonna sit at one of the ta- at like the bar of the tavern and wait for his parents to wake up and wait for like the town to get to its normal hustle and bustle. Yeah, Gwen's gonna wait with him. Mm-hmm. Alrighty. So, uh, if you all are waiting without sleeping, yeah, it's gonna be exhaustion because you did travel through. That's the night. that's fine, dude. Oh. I don't care anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing matters. All my friends are dead. Push me to the edge. In the end, it doesn't even matter. Do we? Are we still just kind of carrying Vinny's body right now? I mean, it's in the cart. Okay. It's just a body in a cart now. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So as as you guys wait, and you, you know, you're extremely tired uh, mm-hmm. by this point. But after a little while, Hugger, your parents wake up. Uh, you can hear, you know, the classic dad groans as he like, uh, <laughs> uh, like slumps off the bed, you know, like the scratching of the chest. <laughs> the very hairy chest. Yeah. yeah. You know, and he, uh, y- you hear him go to the forge and begin doing, like prepping the forge and uh, all that sort of stuff. Uh, your mother comes down, you know, and she sees you and she just kind of looks at you inquisitively. Hagar, what, what's going on? Well, I'm back. <laughs> I can see that. Uh, we have to have a funeral today, and there's a lot of other stuff we should probably talk about. A funeral? For who? Uh, remember the guy we left with to put on trial for murder? I think I remember you saying something uh, about him. Yeah, yeah, him. <laughs> I thought you left him at kingdom uh no yet i have <laughs> <laughs> hagar's just gonna give a very long-winded like 
tale of everything that happened up until and then also including like what happened in the tavern the night before and that's why he's like exhausted because he stayed up right okay so she's gonna Huggar there's no way you know that we're the only ones with entrance into the tavern at night yeah this dude could face through people I'm pretty sure a wall is not a problem are you okay? I, I, from what you said, you faced a lot. Are you sure you weren't just seeing something? I am as confident as I have ever been. You haven't slept, darling. That is true, but also my friend is dead. He needs buried, and the people that did it, they're still going to come for us. So I'm going to go to them, but not before I bury the man. All right, well... I'll see what I can do about the funeral, but I make no guarantees. I'm going to kind of look over at Gwen and be like, you know how elf funerals work, right? I'm going to say Gwen does. Emily how does do not. So. Hey, DM, how do, how do <laughs> elf funerals work? Okay, so. Uh, are they cremated? Are they buried? They are buried. Cool. Um, liter- literally, if you want an accurate representation of how I like to do elf burials and all that, um, it is literally the scene from the two towers where Theodrid is getting buried. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll arrange that. I'm going to go to like the forge and get some spades. And then I'm going to head over to like the little cemetery for the small town. Pick out a nice plot under a cool looking tree. And then just start digging. Okay. That is the furthest thing from an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's got to get buried, right? I mean, I, there has to be a hole to bury him in. Yeah. I can't remember what so, you're referencing. Uh, so in the two towers, um, the scene uh, is Theodrid has passed on, and uh, he's he's the son of um, Theoden, king, uh, who's you know king of Rohan, and he's getting carried by you know, the people and, like, guards and all that into this uh, mausoleum-esque. It's it's more just like this opening in a hill um, and all that. Uh, let me see if I can actually find a good picture here. Sorry, listeners, but any anybody who knows their Lord of the Rings knows what I'm talking about. They can about. look it up. Yeah. I'm still angry. <laughs> <laughs> this is... It's a bit hard to see, but this is basically mm. what it looks like. It's kind of like a mausoleum built into a interesting into a hill, um, and you know there's hills like that all around. This is so it's a tomb. Yeah, it's a tomb. Got it. Think of the word. Well, then I'm going to instead get a pickaxe, hand <laughs> <laughs> a spade, and I'm gonna go to the hill by the cemetery. Okay. And I'm just gonna hollow it out because I'm a okay. big beefy man's. All right, that'll take you some time. I don't care. Gwen'll <laughs> help him. Okay. She's not super strong, but she's gonna she's gonna do her part. It's more like yeah. Huggar's like breaking up like all the stuff, and they're just kind of like shoveling <laughs> yeah. it out. Right. Um, and, and after a little while, you guys actually notice quite a few townsfolk come in and help you as well. Okay. And so what normally would take probably uh, most of the day, if not all of the day, took about half. Gotcha. Um, okay. Then uh, Huggard, you know, dirty body and all, once it's, like, prepared, he's going to just 
walk himself back down to the cart, pick up the body, and he's going to just walk his way all the way back okay. and then place place the body in the tomb and then you know be all respectful. All right. And then and shut it. Okay. He's going to cry a little bit. He's going to let the one, like, singular tough guy tear roll down his <laughs> roll down his right cheek as he just leaves. And then he's going to, you know, pick up his pickaxe and the spade, and he's going to head back to the forge. Okay. So what's everyone else doing? Gwen, I feel like at this point, Gwen is just kind of following Hagar. She, she doesn't really... She's not used to this town. She was in it for like a day before she left. <laughs> um, she has nowhere else to go. He's him and Kelsey, you know, the only ones that she feels comfortable with. So mm-hmm. she's just going to follow me like a puppy. Yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. All right. Honestly, very similar vibe. Like, Kelsey has not made like close friends in a hot minute, and she's very much going through it. And last time you were she, in this town, you were accused of murder. Yeah, <laughs> she has not experienced a death that has meant anything to her in a hot mm-hmm. minute. Um, so she's going through it, and also, yeah, last time she was here, she was accused of murder. So, um, <laughs> also just gonna like stick by the people that she is comfortable with, and mm-hmm. like, yeah. Hagar's gonna like get back, kind of clean himself off in, like, probably the washing area in the forge that his dad probably has to use before, like, coming inside. Mm-hmm. And then he's going to, like, go to his room and just, once again, face hit pillow out Alrighty. out for the count. And I assume it's kind of mostly the same for you guys as well. Probably, yeah. All right. Oh, and, like, on his way, like, if he catches his mom in the hallway, he's going to say, like, we also need to have a conversation about my heritage at some point and then just... <laughs> face hit pillow so like as you pass by her and say that her face just goes oh no <laughs> not this <laughs> he knows not yet <laughs> he knows not no he knows uh yeah so uh you guys crash on your beds yep. uh you know you wake up the next morning feeling a lot better still well, very terrible f- physically better physically better <laughs> mentally corrupt still exhausted <laughs> we are no longer physically exhausted but we are surely mentally exhausted <laughs> it's a time and it's about to get even worse for hugar because he's gonna like go to his mom's room or wherever she is where is she uh your mom is in her room cool i'm gonna sit down on the edge of her bed she'll be like so uh what's a changeling <laughs> <sighs> she kind of uh, you see her go to her bookshelf that she usually keeps in her room, which oh is, you know, she has... <laughs> it's like how to raise a changeling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, uh, what she does is she pulls out a book of basically what changelings are. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, ha- like the differences and how she was able to, and like, kind of a record as well of how she raised you like where she mm-hmm. found you and all that sort of stuff um and so okay, so what are changelings in this world and then how did i get adoptimated yeah <laughs> so i mean for the most part uh they kind of just found you you know that's yeah, that's um, yeah, classic D changelings yeah. they're just like found on the side of a hill or something yeah like they were they were just you know going about you know vi- your parents being the young people they were, they were just like, we're going to start out business. Uh-huh. And so uh, as they were traveling to where they wanted to set up shop, um, 
they came across this young boy, uh, you know, and I mean very young, uh, on like the a bebe. <laughs> yeah, just like at this random place, you know, like almost almost like this ruins these mm-hmm. ruins almost, um, but. They were just like, man, we can't can't just leave a kid there. Yeah. I mean, we'll find somebody to take care of him. Because originally they, they didn't worry about that kind of stuff. But uh, after traveling for a while and, like, taking care of you, uh, they kind of... And then my like, features started to match theirs. Yeah, they were just like, well, this is he interesting. He does look like he's mine now. <laughs> he, he does look like me. Oh, look at that. He's got your, he's got your father's nose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, all this sort of stuff, um, changelings. As you know, as far as you can tell, they're basically the same thing as normal D and D. Their history as to where they came from is still unknown. Mm-hmm. So there's just like they, a they somewhat knowledge of like they might have fey ancestry, but that's about right. all anyone knows. Like all, it's just they like, typically just get found. Yeah, it's just like man, we just found like half of these people. On the side of the road. Yeah. They just they usually just get found. They have a knack for appearing in front of couples that cannot like conceive yeah. and stuff like that. I mean it's not to say that your parents couldn't conceive, it's just well, they yeah, didn't but really like care now they have a kid. It's <laughs> more they just didn't exactly want a kid and And now of... they have one. You're yeah. welcome. <laughs> cool. Uh just gonna just take that on the chin because it's I already had figured out I was adopted. I had three weeks to to mull it over. <laughs> right. So I'm just going to, cool, I'm going to give her a hug, and I'm just going to walk back out. Yeah, so like as, as you like give her the hug and all that, you know, she does the classic, we still love you, it's okay, we know you're not our actual it's child. It's like, yeah, I, I, I know, I know, whatever. <laughs> Stop it, Mom, you're going to embarrass me. Gosh. <laughs> all right, so... What's everyone else doing? I feel like Gwen is probably just sitting in sitting the outside the room. Listening Not outside in. the room, but <laughs> like she probably saw him go into his mom's room and was like, "Oh, this is an important conversation." So she wanted to be ready in case he wanted <laughs> to talk about A&D it after conversation. So see your way out of it. Oh yeah. Yeah. So she's probably just sitting there, and she sees him come out of the room. She's like, "Are you Are you okay?" Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> he's like, hold on, I want to try something. <laughs> he's oh. gonna like, he's gonna like, look at Gwendolyn for like a long time and like focus on each feature, and you can tell which one he's focusing on because very slowly, like his eyes change to to match hers, his nose, and then his hair, and then he, he starts to like shrink down, and then he like looks and he's like, oh, I'm not a head taller than you anymore. I guess it worked. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna be like, that is uncanny. Do you want to do you want to see? Like, is there a mirror or something like that? I mean, yeah, there's, like there's a few mirrors around. Uh, you know, especially in the washrooms. Uh, his mother him, herself has like a massive one because you know, gotta look good for the yeah, customer. Yeah, he's just gonna look at the one that's probably like behind the bar or whatever. Yeah, just like, wow, nice. <laughs> he's just gonna ch- just change back because when he stops focusing on it, he just changes back to his like quote unquote normal form, even though it's not technically his true form. Right. Cool. So we got that done. Uh, then Hagar is just gonna gonna, you know, in the tavern. I assume Kelsey and Gwen are both there, mm-hmm. and he's just like, "So, you want to go after him?" 
yeah. <laughs> Calcine's just gonna share like a knowing look with them and like mm-hmm. smirk and like. She's mm-hmm. like, "Yep, we're we're going back out at some point." Um, so Hagar is basically gonna try to figure out where the nearest like place to find information about what's going on would be. So he's trying to find like the nearest town or city that has a good library. Um, so the nearest town or city that has a good library would be the kingdom of... Let me scroll down. If you make me go three weeks back to the kingdom of Jezebel, I (laughs) swear to God. I would rather kill myself. (laughs) I promise it's not there. Um, I believe... Uh, Yeah, so it is the kingdom of Dothal. Okay. So, yeah, so Hagar is going to kind of map out the way to get there. Right. And uh, he's going to basically, like, you know, in front of his, like, mom and dad and Brian at this point, because I assume Brian came in for his shift. Yeah, of course. Um, basically tell them, like, I can't ignore it. They threaten the town. I'm not coming back until either I'm dead or all of them are. No, I if I don't come dead, back, you, I don't think you're coming back. You're dead. Well, you know, someone might return my body. Maybe I'll get like a tattoo that says like "If found, return." <laughs> if found, return. If found, to return to, to these coordinates because this, exactly. the town has no name. Uh, and he just kind of looks up at his parents like, "I hope I can make you proud, and I hope that this town gets a name, and that it takes a liking to us." And then he's just gonna kind of just like pick up his axe one last time, sling it over his back, and do the cool guy guts walk out the door. All right. And then he's going to wave at Brian. <laughs> Brian. <laughs> Bye, Brian. You know, I mean, as, as you're walking out, you can definitely, and like you wave back to Brian, you can definitely see that he looks up to you. Mm-hmm. It's like somewhat of an inspiration. And Maybe one day he'll be a barbarian. Yeah. And... <laughs> and uh, and and your parents, like your mother, kind of goes into the arms of your father, and she kind of Aww. like buries her head in his, his. Do I get the cool guy nod from my dad though? Yeah, poggers. Yeah. That's all I wanted. Fact, you had to say poggers. Pog champ, bro. I, I Hugar didn't say it. I did. Okay. So Hugar didn't. Really so and I it. and I assume that you two are going with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. And we have a cart, so I assume that this is kind of gonna end in the way that the credits roll as the cart leaves the town. Yep. So you guys <laughs> look back one more time, and before heading out, credits roll, and this is the end of this season of Brawl for Immersion. Um, Burning questions. Burning questions from burning, burning questions. hands. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, I, I have give, me, a, give me, like, a second. <laughs> I, I already have one if we want to start with that. Yes. Yeah, go for it. What's Vinny's class? Okay. Yes, True. what is Vinny's class? What is, what's his class? What's his level? I need everything. I want his, his character sheet. <laughs> well, that's a thing. Like, once, once like, this episode and stuff comes out, we can, like, publish our character sheets and stuff. Oh, yeah, Maybe on Bite Site and stuff. Yep, just so that people cool. have it. 
maybe either Aaron or so I will write a recap So everyone can laugh at my decks? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's not that bad. Hey, I survived. You so. did. You took like a damage in the in the big bad evil guy fight. I just stayed so. very far away and it worked out for you. Worked. The thing is, uh, I will be honest with that boss. Um, the the mist that was a custom uh, yeah. thing called the Gateway of the Fallen. Uh-huh. Uh, it's basically an AOE that's supposed to get you guys as far away as possible. And then also the thing is, unfortunately, guys, you guys didn't do it, which I was actually really surprised. But uh, the thing is, it stops your healing for a turn, so you mm. literally can't gain oh. HP. And But you guys still... I mean, I got bloodied. I looked... I oh, was yeah. rough, you for sure. You were rough. Yeah, oh, yeah, I was I was down. Like I think if I got hit like one more time and he hit me good because mm-hmm. he could hit multiple times in a turn, it would have KO'd me for oh, sure. Yeah. Z's. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so. Uh, but Vinny's class Vinny, and level. Vinny's class and level. Vinny is level five. Okay. Uh, he is two levels ranger, uh, oh. and three levels rogue. Oh. oh. Lots of O's. The like yeah. dagger hey, proficiency hey, also makes sense dex? to add them, though. What? What's Vinny's oh, no. dex? Vinny's dex is a 16. Vinny has a higher be. dex than me. <laughs> Not Ooh. a higher dex than Hagar. No, Suck it. Unfortunately, he didn't roll too well, because uh, 16 is his highest thing, but mm-hmm. it's not that he really needed it. He was tied up most of the campaign. That is true. You know that's true. <laughs> it is funny, though, that I gave him a dagger, and it's like, ah, uh, yes, dagger. Uh, Perfect. Yes, dagger. But yeah, I mean, oh gosh, I hate it here. <laughs> it doesn't matter now because he's dead. Uh, <laughs> R.I.P. Vinny. All right. Any other burning questions? Yeah. Are there any questions like between characters? I guess is also the thing. I mean, it's we like, tracked the code on Hagar. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, I felt like I was making it really obvious, and I slipped see, up once or were? twice. And like, you guys could both actively see my character sheet the whole time, where it says I mean, like but, race but I, change. I, I, I gotta How did I not notice that? I've been sitting next to you. But I mean, see, like, I knew. But I didn't know how to get calcium to figure it out because my rolls were either really bad yeah. or it was like I would bring it up, and he's like, I don't know what you're talking no about, and it's like. Okay. You sound crazy. You sound crazy. Am I being gaslit right now? What's happening? <laughs> yes. If he had actually known what was going on, then yes, you would have been being gaslit. But yeah, no. homeboy was very oblivious. Oh, yeah. So, any other questions between characters or anything about the campaign <sighs> or anything of that sort? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just kind of excited to see what you wind up doing because, like. In the future, I don't have an issue if someone wants to play mm-hmm. as Hagar. Mm-hmm. I will give them the sheet as long as I feel like they're treating him, you know, with respect and like playing him right. correctly. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that he has to be the same as he was with me because everyone's going to play a character differently, especially yeah. like when it comes to combat and stuff. Yeah. But, you know, as long as they make it so that his character develops to make sense of however they change it, I'm okay with that. But I'm just curious as to. Because, like, you know, likely for the next season, it's going to be, uh, well, not likely. It is going to be an entirely new cast, um, except for Aaron. So with that, it will likely be a new cast of characters as well. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I'm very excited to see how you somehow make reference to this party of ours. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, uh, I'm I'm pretty decent at making references to small things. um, Mm Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, 
a lot of the like some characters I've thrown in here uh, are granted. You guys wouldn't get them considering you weren't part of those campaigns, but you know they're references that my other players would get uh, because it's just like, oh my god, that that's a person I know. Right. Like that's my character. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the the changeling Miguel Servincio. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to my boy Lex because that was his character in probably my. One of my most fun, but also my one of my most hated campaigns that right. I ever ran. Uh, mostly because his whole like I w- it was like my f- it was my first actual like D and D campaign that I was running completely homemade, right? And all that sort of stuff. And like my whole thing was, oh yeah, no, it's the classic save the world plot because I didn't really know what to do better. Uh huh. And but his character was just like, yeah, no, we're gonna not do that. We're gonna, <laughs> we're gonna take... choose not to save the world. Yeah, actually. We're, we're gonna choose not to save the world. We're gonna try to bribe the god. Um, with the artifacts, you know, get them on our side, take over the kingdom, all that sort of stuff. Like, and then also they were playing, they were plotting to uh, kill one of the other players, mm-hmm. uh, who was married to the queen of the kingdom that they were at, who hired them to, you know, help save the world. So, you know, but he's a, he's a fun character. I like him, and you know, the the queen. Uh, granted, she didn't make an appearance in this campaign, but in the other campaign, she has. So nice, yeah, nice. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how many more questions I have. It's more of just like a reflection of just like yeah, yeah, I don't like, know like everything. Just reflect and you know, you know, um, like I guess like I don't know. Like I love that we've been able to cover like so many different topics across D and D and use those as like you know kind of a segue to talk about like real issues mm-hmm. that are in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, for sure. Like you know, for example, like our Strixhaven episode where we just laid into J.K. Rowling and, you yes. know, deserved. Yeah, not absolutely to say she doesn't deserve, deserve Yeah, it. she absolutely deserves it. I mean, but, but she's still a person. Yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah. But, like, you know, it was it was that that we were able to kind of, like, you know, I think that was the first episode where we were really able to, like, delve into, like, actual issues that are in the community mm-hmm. um, and things like that. So I feel very privileged to have that opportunity to take, like, you know, a new book coming out and turn it into, like, you know, commentary to an extent. Not that anyone really cares what I have to say, but, right. you know, <laughs> clearly we have some consistent listeners, so someone cares what we have to say. <laughs> thanks, <Yeah>. Lex. <laughs> <laughs> I'd say thanks, Mom, but this is, like, the one podcast that I've been on that I highly doubt she'll ever listen to. Yeah, no, I, I didn't send this to my parents because I was just like, eh, they probably won't listen to this. I told my parents about it, and I had to explain what a podcast was, so I was like, that no, hurts my mind. feelings. It's okay, <laughs> it's fine. I'm like, y'all don't have to listen. It's okay. <laughs> My dad was asking when the episodes were going to come out before they were going to come out. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't expecting my mom to listen to it. But then she did. And then she was asking me all these questions about, like, so how does D&D work? Like, what? <laughs> You're married to a man who's ran <laughs> campaigns. Formerly, yeah. Like, I'm so I'm actually, that's, like, I mean, that's a testament to, like, I mean, I think... In a lot of ways, like D&D podcasts and stuff, you don't really have to know how it works to right. enjoy yeah. um, the campaign. Because at the yeah. end of the day, it's a story, mm-hmm. yeah, and you, you can, can ignore you can ignore the rules and mm-hmm. stuff, and just like, oh, this is what's happening, you know. And it kind of forces people telling the story to be more descriptive, right? Mm-hmm. Um, especially in this case, where like we can't be seen by anyone, yeah. So it's all theater of the imagination, um, which you know, if you're one of those people out there that can't imagine things, that sucks. I'm sorry. I don't know how you got this far. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how you got to the season finale, but right. good for you, I guess. We appreciate thanks you. For, thanks um, for hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, 
I love the variety of topics that we've been able to go over. You yeah. know, obviously there's do we have to stick to, you know, Watsy and other D and D stuff or similar realms. Mm-hmm. Pun intended. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I think the fact that we've been able to take that and transform it into conversations about literally anything right. and have it still feel like, you know, we had, like after every conversation, like we made progress in some regard with that yeah. conversation, um, even if it was just personal. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I don't know. That's just me, though. <laughs> no, I definitely, I definitely agree. I mean, uh, I, I, I really liked all the talks because I mean, I, I love talking. Yeah. <laughs> really? Aaron likes talking? <laughs> I mean, granted, Sam likes talking more than me, but... Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> I think you're like Shut 90, your mouth. 90% of this. No, I'd say more like 60%. I was going to say, I do talk a lot, and I always worry that I was talking too much. Um, no. So, But I, that. I, that's good, though, because, I mean, I, as much as I like to talk, I also like to listen, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. Because I like to know what people are thinking, because I, I don't like to offend anybody. Right. Um... Granted, I know I make the joke just like, oh, yeah, I know my goal is to, like, make my players hate me. No, I do this, you know, because... You got real close, I don't know, close, man. Buddy. We were pretty... I... Pretty ringer yeah. with you. <laughs> <laughs> you got me real close. <laughs> yeah. But that... But, I mean, I did that because I knew that, you know, using, uh, you know, ethos, logos, pathos, you know, yada, yada. That, that bull crap. Um <laughs> I, I use that to help rope not only you guys in to, you know, want to know more, mm-hmm. what, even if it is the season finale, you know, um, and and the audience as well to get them to continue listening. But yeah, no, absolutely. I get I get the it's got to continue somehow. Right. Mm-hmm. So leaving the door open with like, you know, there's more to do, which mm-hmm. I think we kind of figured that, especially right. when. Yeah. We killed Hephaestus, and he was like, "This is the beginning." And I yeah. was like, yeah, "Yeah, I don't really care though." Punch, yeah. <laughs> like my character. This is his second to last episode, so like I don't care much. <laughs> yeah, and, and one good thing about the way that I ended it off is the fact that like maybe you know after you guys leave, maybe you know sometime you guys come back, and I have you as a guest. You know, I, yeah. I was gonna say that would be really fun, and like imagine it's your senior year and it's your last episode, and oh, you just have man. a great. Big, I might have like, to come back for that. That would be so <laughs> wholesome. I would love that. That would be such a headache for him to try to plan that, though. Like, yeah. how do we? How do we get the, these four seasons of characters all to like meet up? I mean, well, if you get especially freshmen. if someone takes over my character. True. Yeah. Right. Uh, I mean, the good thing is is the fact that if I can't get anybody. From like the groups here, I have at least two players who I know for a fact said that they would be down. It's more just trying to figure out how we're gonna record it, mm-hmm. uh, which because it's my friends Ethan and Lex, because uh, they were just like, yeah, dude, we nah, love to play. Ball State, <laughs> <laughs> gotta keep it with bite. Chirp, chirp. Mm-hmm. They could be guests. I'd have nothing against that. I but mean, as as the current podcast section editor until the end of today. Yeah, then it's me. Oh, oh wow. <laughs> yeah, so his, his yeah. power immediately after the dance goes to me. Yeah, but I still have all the logins and stuff. Yeah, oh. for now. And you need me to edit things. Uh, yeah, <laughs> up, up until, like, at least the end of the summer, hopefully. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I'm always, I'm obviously always there. I'd have no problem with them guesting, obviously, yeah. if you need to, like, if you need an NPC to be guested. Um, the issue with that being... You know, and also the issue that I would have as far as like me coming back to guest is I'm going to be on the other side of the country. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. so you know, kind of coming in from across the, you know, kind of, you know, either 
calling in or whatever, you know. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to make a reappearance if right, if and when right. I'm back in the state or you know if we figure out how to do it best to call mm-hmm. in. Absolutely, you know I I partnered with you to make this show happen because I believe in it. You know, I believe in it too. <laughs> I believe in it, and I believe that you know leave it better than you found it. Right. So yeah. I think that that's what I've tried to do with the podcast section in general and especially this show where it's like, yeah, we had we had a bit of a rough start, you know, but <laughs> what podcast doesn't right. in comparison to like, you know, it's best stuff, you right. know, it's yeah. worst stuff is usually towards the beginning. I mean, um, I like I I remember like when we were recording episode like after we recorded episode 1, which, you know, we did like halfway through the first semester or like, mm-hmm. towards the end of it at some point. Yeah, mm-hmm. we did it at some point. Um I remember thinking that that was a terrible day. Like, I hated that episode. I hated that day because of all that happened. I was just Mm -hmm. like, this is not going to go anywhere considering that was terrible. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, we get to episode two and I was just like, okay, well, this is better. Start to find our stride. And now we're on episode 11, which is the final episode of season one. And this is the best thing I think I've ever done. This is one of my favorite things that I've done, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's... To me, at least, it's been very creatively fulfilling. Right. Yeah. You know, it's something that I was in on the ground floor on that I can say, like, that's because of me and right. Aaron and Emily and Tori, you know? Right. And that's something that no one can take away from us. Yeah. So. This is 100% one of the highlights of my college career. <laughs> like, no, completely. This has been such a cool thing, honestly. <laughs> I also... Imagine like, being one of the losers that didn't take the opportunity. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, this this podcast is making rounds across campus. Yeah. It is. So, like, it is. I, I have a feeling that we may actually get quite a few players, hopefully, hopefully. next semester. Yeah, hopefully. I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess this is your, your ad space for it now is... Sign up now! Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. If, if you want to be the next... Calcine, Gwen, or Hagar, or someone new, um, or but someone that's new. that's not necessarily. I didn't really mean like to take over the <laughs> yeah, character. I mean, but you can if you want. You can if you want to. I, we'll yeah, send out I our give, characters. I give permission but... to take over Hagar uh, from where he's been left if that's mm-hmm. what winds up happening. Yeah. But you know, obviously, I don't want anyone that wants to be a part of this to shy away from their own thing. Right. But I guess like if you want to be involved with it. <laughs> Come, come to bite at Super Party or reach out to Aaron on socials. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he'll, he can be found on Byte's posts that yeah. are relevant to this. Um, and yeah, reach out to him. Seriously, uh, you know, the younger you are, the better, you know, yeah. preferably... <laughs> Preferably if you're, you know, freshman, sophomore coming in. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, I'll take seniors. You know. Obviously. That's obviously, <laughs> you'll, obviously but, you'll take seniors. Yeah. But, I mean, um, having them lo- having Having longer, long-term players yeah. would yeah, be. Yeah, more longevity. Um, also, you don't have to have any podcast experience. You don't even have to have D&D experience. That's I didn't thing. coming into this. I don't even think I listened to podcasts before this. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah. Very similar boat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, you don't have to have any podcast experience. You don't have to have any D&D experience. But, Not like, a lot. I mean, no, cause, like, even, you will get D&D experience probably before you record. Right. I would say yeah, because, I mean, I'm, I'm going to do, do like a session zero. Session zero, zero stuff mm-hmm. like that. And, yeah, all that sort of stuff. And like, um, I mean, I'll, I'll help you out. And like, you know, I, I don't want anyone to be afraid. I am 
I try to be as friendly as I can be. Mm -hmm. I, I'm here for anyone and everyone. You know, if you yeah. want to play this wacko character, cool. I think that, and I think it's a good we'll idea. figure it out. <laughs> figure it out. The only requirements that I ever have is don't be an a-hole. Yeah, don't, don't muck up the game, especially when the game is now a show. Yeah. yeah. You know? Like, we're here to entertain. This game has to move chronologically. Right. Yeah. And, we like, if we're just can't stall out. about characters, yeah. then... You can't just stall out episodes no. because you think that your character would do something else. But, yeah, I think I think this would be a great opportunity for someone that wants to get into podcasting or wants to get into um, storytelling, even. Right. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if they're in D&D, awesome. Hopefully they are, because uh, they'll have to still deal with the new section. Um and you know, be able to conceptualize whatever it is that's coming out right. um, that y'all talk about. And yeah, I'm I'm excited to see where it goes. Mm -hmm. um, but I guess we can. I don't know. What are what are some people's favorite character moments? Oh, it can yeah, be your right. character. It can be others. Why are you all I like that me? we all looked right at Emily. <laughs> we were all just like, yeah, go for it, scribe. You're the one that has things written down. I don't have specific characters. Actually, no, let's just go through I my notes was, and like, figure it out. because I'm thinking, and I just happen to be facing that way because I mean, everyone's that direction. Yeah. So, Sam, do you happen to have I mean, one off the top of your head? I don't know. Like, uh, I think a big moment, and I wish it had happened even sooner than it did, just so I could, you know, give it more personality. Um, was Hagar getting the first puppet? That's the, the thing that I was thinking about. Too. <laughs> yeah, because um, I think that really like cemented like the first real like gimmick of you know the story. You right. know, you could yeah. you could argue a likely story being one of them. Oh, a likely yeah. story. A um, likely story. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's that type of stuff where it's like you know it was really funny too because I recently. Um, like as of recording this, like the other the other night, I was at I was somewhere where there was like a bunch of other like students, and someone overheard me talking about the podcast. And they were like, "Wait a minute, you play Hagar?" And I was like, "Uh, yeah." And they were like, "A likely story." <laughs> and when I tell you that, like my heart fluttered a little bit. It was Aww. so awesome. Um, so that's one thing that's like, and that's something that I, that was the intention behind doing that. You know, mm -hmm. I want it to be like, you know, you have little inside jokes with the other people that have listened to this right. or that are a part of this. Yeah. You know, um, so that, and then, you know, Beak, you know, Cap didn't really get a lot of screen time. Sucks. Uh, Raggy didn't get a load of screen time either, but he was funny, I think. Uh, and then Steven, he kind of came a little bit late, but I think he, he made his mark. Made oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> And then the last puppet, which really only got like five oh. minutes of screen time, but it's it was a sentimental. It's, it hurt it's, the most. <laughs> it's debatably the most important puppet. Yeah. <laughs> um, that I just think it's so weird because it's like you know I've I've played Hagar in a different campaign before, and I played him pretty differently. Like certain things were still the same. Like mm -hmm. he's still a dumb idiot that means well, but like in the other campaign, he didn't have puppets. Like that wasn't a thing. Right. Um. You know, like, that wasn't something that I pulled from, you know, the other uh, campaign. Mm -hmm. It was something that was all new. Um, and it, it made me, like, kind of, I don't know. I don't know it, it made me more invested in the character yeah. to just be like, this is something that he does. And it's something that I can, like, you know, kind of fall into. And it mm -hmm. was fun doing all the little voices for them all. <laughs> yeah. You know, I mean, even the stupid, yeah. you know, parrot voice that Beak had. <laughs> 
surprised the beak wasn't the one that went in first. Uh, well, because he's not big enough. I mean, like, but still, I mean, it's, it's 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 a sharp. He's pointy sharp, beak. yeah, but like the hole's already there. The the idea was to keep the hole from closing, not to like make the hole bigger necessarily. I mean, also, that's like fair. beaks, like besides maybe Steven or the new puppet, beaks probably the smallest overall because mm-hmm. it's just a beak. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's not an entire skull. It's not an entire head with skull intact. Yeah. <laughs> and teethses. Right. Right. <laughs> All right. So. I I created Gwendolyn for a one shot, a last minute one shot over I think it was Christmas break or something like that, and when it came time to create a character for this, I was like, well, I kind of like her. There's not much of a story, but I'll come up with something, mm-hmm. and I I've never gotten so attached to a character before, and like I've never had a character go through development before, mm-hmm. so I knew that I wanted to start her out as like wide-eyed naive just starting out sort of um like a mentality but uh and i knew that over time i wanted to have her a little bit more traumatized um as she like realizes that the world is not just pretty storybooks um yeah but and i think that was really fun to explore i mean i think she definitely got to that place by the end but um yeah. Say the, the the dramatic shift in Gwendolyn's <laughs> character upon being traumatized. I mean, she, yeah. she started the campaign literally uh, running into Hagar. As yeah. She was like looking down at a book, and now she's fighting side by side Straight with him. Straight up, just like Merkin. Her, fools. I feel like her turning point was the Knolls. That's I was gonna say the the, the <laughs> yeah. dark forest. She kind of she kind of yeah. just after that every fight she just kind of like Naruto ran in and just went for it. <laughs> dark yeah. forest put us through it. I will say though she's not, um, she's still like, probably whenever they're traveling to wherever they're traveling, she is writing a story about what they just went through. She's yeah. writing songs. She's creating it. She's writing it down. Mm-hmm. So it's it's. It's still there. It's right. just no, like I'm not saying your character is vastly different in the way that <laughs> no. like it's she doesn't act like she is Gwen. It's just that the the stark contrast of the like shy, timid, not trying to get into any conflict to I will end your bloodline. <laughs> yeah, I think that also represents like myself as I got more comfortable throughout yeah. the campaign as well, mm-hmm. and so I think that's. That's a fun parallel, I just realized. Speak your truth. (laughs) Right, yeah. I feel like kind of my character arc with Calcine was a very, like, similar sort of thing. I mean, I had never played a rogue before, and that's the only reason that I was like, I kind of want to play a rogue. But I knew... We we all know that you hadn't played a rogue before. (laughs) We've seen that deck. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to... I'm not going to stop. This is fair. See, no, this is... No, but, like, (laughs) I I knew I wanted to have her be kind of like the the dark and broody, mysterious, like, you don't know what I'm capable of and whatever, and I did not know how to play that at the start and I feel like that was very obvious because I was very awkward in figuring out how to go about that edgy 6th grader yes (laughs) but I also knew that I wanted there to be an arc of her like you know working and fighting with these other people and like growing to care about them and like growing to consider them as friends and I feel like we got there it was (laughs) I'm I'm also just someone who's You just not, have to be able to read between the lines. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I'm someone who's not always been the most comfortable with, like, the role-play aspect of D&D, and obviously that's a big part of, like, a podcast because, like, 
you can't see it, so a lot of it yes, is sir. like mm -hmm. you have to put the character into it. And I definitely was not the best at that, but I I feel like I also definitely like as I got more comfortable like with the podcast and also with like you guys as people like because <laughs> I didn't know Emily or Aaron coming into this, um, so like getting to know y'all better and getting to consider you guys as friends while Kelsey mm. gets to consider your characters as friends was like a really cute <laughs> little <laughs> exactly. like I wouldn't have thought about that but then you pointed that out and I was like oh my gosh wait yeah. like, I mean you guys were all strangers when I came into this I had never yeah, met any of you guys true. before oh, wow. I, I, think, so... I think Emily probably just thought I was just some loud idiot from the bite pod from across <laughs> the no, I just I had wanted to join bite at some point like it was a goal of mine I just didn't know how and then I see a message in the Jokes general chat you. for hey we're thinking of starting a D&D podcast and I was like do I want to do this this is a big leap and I was like just do it I'm and I'm so glad, glad I'm did. so glad I did <laughs> yeah. I mean I remember first uh, the first time I you know came in here with you guys um, I like I hardly knew Sam <laughs> yeah. Up to that point, like we, I think we had like two meetings. And, right. Like during that second meeting, I was just like, "Hey, yo, I've got an idea for a D and D podcast," and you were just like, "All right, I want to hear it. Like, let's let's, let's go, let's do it." Because yeah. I had wanted one myself, right? But I couldn't make it on my own, and so because I was a senior, <laughs> right? And so yeah. we sat down, figured out the the kinks and all that, and uh, and and then you know Sam hooks me up with Tori and his other friend who I had to choose between and. Yeah. Um, sorry that I had L. to. I, it, it sucks that I had to choose between one of them, but I don't. I mean, you're gonna like. No offense. Um, but you're gonna have to choose between a lot more. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, hopefully. Hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. Yeah. If everything goes according. There gonna to be plan. auditions in the future. Probably. Oh my God. I mean, there I were mean, there were supposed to be auditions for this show actually. Yeah. Um, wow. It was just that the way that it was going and like the rate of like our reach for finding people, it just kind of like it got to a point where like finding people that were already a part of student media was just kind of difficult because mm -hmm. everyone that's in student media is busy. Mm -hmm. um, right. mm -hmm. And if you don't catch them at like the beginning of a year, you're not going to catch them. Mm -hmm. um, and so then it was just finally just like, can't find anyone. Okay. I'm just going to post on my Snapchat. And I got like three replies in like less than a minute. And uh, one of them was Tori. Yeah. Um, and then like the two that seemed serious, I sent along to Aaron and I was like, yeah, let's go. Yeah. You said, here's the dude, have a conversation. And I was like, all right, bet. And yeah, then, I was just like, here, get in this Snapchat yeah. together. Yeah. And then uh, I remember, like, uh, Emily, I didn't know anything about her. Like, I no. hadn't seen her. And now you're best anything. friends. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I, when we first came in here and recorded that first episode, first off, it just wasn't a good day for me in general, Alex? you know, but, like, I was also extremely nervous because, like, I hardly knew any of you guys. Mm -hmm. right. Yeah, I was very, yeah. like, awkward and, like, retreated in myself right. because I didn't know you guys, and so I was, like, I, I didn't know how to be, like... <laughs> B big in role play and all yeah, because I, just, I was so scared. Yeah, I mean, I got in here and like I knew Tori from like freshman year. Yeah, uh, we've stayed Same in contact. Orientation group. Heck yeah, dude. wow. Um, <laughs> it's been a long time. Yeah, and wow. we've we've managed to stay in touch. Um, and then like I had met Aaron and I pretty much like grabbed him at Super Party and was like, "You're joining Bite." And then he was like, "I want to make a D and D podcast." And I was like, "Lucky you! I'm the podcast editor." Yeah, no, like, um, I, like I, I remember going through Super Party and I was, 
you know, so long because I was just like, I know I need to join something, you right. know, mm-hmm. because I'm, I, I don't just want to seclude myself into my room the entire time. No, yeah. And so I remember going around to buy, and I see Sam, he's got his classic bandana <laughs> on, and, you know, looking just like pretty hip. And I was just like, okay, Thanks, this, dog. this dude seems pretty chill. And like the first couple of things that he says to me, just like instantly resonated because he like starts talking about the biggest things that I like. And he mentions D&D and I was just like, dude, I love D&D. And he's just like, oh, perfect. You know, you could talk. Like he was just like, you could talk about that at bite. And I was just like, oh, dude, sick. Really? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And then, you know, get a DM from Emily. And I was like, sick. I don't know who you are, but you sound enthusiastic. (laughs) Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. And then we get into the, into the studio for the first episode and like, you know, Nerves All three fine. of you. No, I was fine. Oh yeah. Um, because because like, <laughs> I knew because I knew Definitely. I knew Aaron and Tori. Um, and then like, I don't know. I'm not really like nervous around new people, especially like this studio is kind of like my element, right? Yeah. Like I know the studio better than most people. Um, and so it's like you know you guys were kind of stepping into my world, mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, it's up to me to like try to crack dumb jokes and like yank you ice. out of your <laughs> little shells. Yeah. Um, Cause like I know Tori in real life, she's not near as quiet or reserved as she was on the show. Uh, <laughs> and, I mean, not like, at least in not in like the small group, like in like talking familiar situation. settings. Yeah, yeah. That's what I mean. Really, yeah. You know, I can um, be so loud and annoying. Y'all would never believe. <laughs> and then, and then with like Emily, I was like, I don't know how loud she's going to be. And then I wind up like, I think in the first episode, I turned up her volume like three times. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I was just like, I don't know how to tell her to speak up. <laughs> um, Cause like, you know, I didn't want to be rude. This is the first time I'm like meeting this person in person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, and, you know, there's also Aaron who, like, as much as I had tried to get to know him over time, you know, over the, the short time before we started recording, it was just like, a, I don't know what this dude's going to do. Like, he seems like he has a lot of good ideas, but also, I don't know how he DMs. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so, yeah, it was it was a lot of, it was a lot of, it was a lot of, like, trial and error and, like, trust and risk that kind of yeah. went into mm-hmm. it all. Yeah. Because um, we all took a massive leap of faith. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. it's you know, we dedicated a certain amount of time, mm-hmm. you know, eventually when we all figured it out, um, <laughs> like, how to actually record this on a regular-ish basis, you know? Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, taking that, you know, the, it's, because it's hours, like, I don't know. Like we're we're sitting at like an hour forty eight for this episode mm-hmm. alone ish, yeah. um, I think. Right. And that's before we're cutting. <laughs> yeah, that's before I mean, we yeah, cut before stuff cutting, and yeah. everything gets edited. But like, you know, and it's more than just the two hours that we spend recording each episode. Mm-hmm. You know, there's the prep time. There's you know the editing. There's you know the breaks that we have to take in between. Thank God we wind up actually liking each other, like, as people. <laughs> yeah. Because uh, if not, like, I think anyone else being forced in this, like, small studio for hours at a time, yeah. you know, we would have just killed each other if we didn't actually like yeah. each other. I've been with you guys for, like, six hours now today, and, like, <laughs> it's fine, but it's, like, there could be contexts where that would not work out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, and, you know, social batteries could get drained very easily, mm-hmm. and I, I think we're lucky enough that we have, like, a group mm-hmm. that, like... I mean, it's not that it's not draining, because it is, no, but it's yeah. not like a, I dread 
being in the studio with these people. Right. Yeah. Right. No. Yeah. yeah. No, I found myself starting to like really, really look forward to mm-hmm. Friday evenings. Yeah. And um, like I am such an introvert and I struggled a lot with social anxiety in my early college years. Mm-hmm. So going out and like joining groups and making friends was not my strong suit. Yeah. So right. in, to have something like this is so important to me even if it's yeah. even if it's just my last semester it still means a lot that we were able to do something like this no i definitely get that i'm also a super introverted person and i feel like this year i've made like some of the closest relationships i have made to date at ball state and a lot of it is because i had other friends or other acquaintances who dragged me into other things whether it be with this Yoink. or <laughs> i mean whether it be this or like my roommate inviting me to a party in august and like introducing me to people like i don't do that stuff on my own so having other people to be like hey here's a thing you might be interested in and then drag me along is like that's how i've made a lot of my closest friends and that's how I've ended up with things like this that have been like highlights of my senior year here. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, I think it also speaks to D and D in and of itself. You know, it's cause like, you know, like I've said before, you know, D and D is like therapy. Everyone should try it. Yeah. Yes. Um, you know, and it fits for these introverted people. It fits for ambiverted people, extroverted people, you know, because, you know, extroverted ish people like me can just come in guns, blaze and play a character like Hagar and just like, you know, take control of a situation. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And then, but then, you know, as long as the DM is worth their weight, you have that time to focus on a character like Gwendolyn, who's more reserved, so that that character still gets their moment to shine. And then in combat, everyone kind of gets their their time because yeah. mm-hmm. legally they have to, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, which is like, that's why I like doing combat because it's kind of the great equalizer because it's not like, oh, we're going to spend more time on calcine's character today it's like no this is combat you know you get your you get your free action bonus action action movement you're right yeah you're done and then it goes to the next person yeah um so i think that it's very helpful in you know like not that introverts need to change because they won't and it's not that they should (laughs) yeah but it, it i think it helps the people that are introverted but maybe don't want to be as much kind of start to like you know pull them in to like mm-hmm. a world where they can express themselves. Yeah. Um, well, that at least at the very least, that's what it should be. Right. You know? Right. I've been playing D and D for a very long time, and this is the most role play I've ever had in a campaign. This is the most creative I've ever gotten with a campaign. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's right. it's just so much fun to explore that in a yeah. place where like I feel comfortable and I feel safe to explore that for the first time. Yeah. And that's awesome. And I think that a lot of dms at least like younger dms like me and aaron like we we focus on those like relationships Mm -hmm. that people are supposed to have Mm -hmm. um with their characters and between characters and you know as cheesy as it can be sometimes and as as sometimes like when i get forced to role play by a dm i just roll my (laughs) eyes and i groan because i'm like i just want to get to the city or i just want to fight something right you know like let's move it along those moments are important you know it's I think it it helps you grow as a person in general because it's like you're trying to see life through this character that you built eyes, even if it's a character that you designed largely after yourself. Um, Because I think there's a little bit of everyone in whatever character they make. Mm -hmm. Even if you try to make a super different character from yourself, you're still going to play it to an extent how you would be. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And I think that that's just kind of awesome. And like that helps you grow, like I said, as a person and with dealing with people, with problem solving, things like that. Um, it's invaluable to me, at least. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, I'm, I'll be completely honest. I, you know, when I, as, as I first, you know, pitched this, I was very nervous, you know, because mm-hmm. I, I had told Sam, I was just like, I'm, I'm coming up with a world, you know, I've already got some stuff. And like, I think it'd be fun. And, you know, and I said, do it. Yeah. <laughs> he, he said, do it. And, um, so like, I really didn't have too much. I had in, I had enough for like a campaign that like, you know, wasn't as in depth as this granted, this could be way more in depth. Cause I mean, you know, we had 11 episodes, <laughs> right. yeah. yeah. but I mean, also like it's 10 and a half kind of, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I mean, I first came up to him and like at most I'd say I had like 12 pages worth of like a Google doc, mm-hmm. you know, written for this stuff. And like, I'm which not... is more than a lot of DMs yeah. do for their <laughs> entire campaign. Yeah. yeah. And, and by a lot of DMs, I mean me. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, I think there's a lot of DMs unless you're Matt Mercer who probably sits and writes a Okay. Book. Well, if you get paid millions of dollars to, yeah, to make fair. a campaign, you better have pages worth right. of lore and stuff, right. you know? Um, but I know that like as time went on and like, you know, I played through my home campaign, which, you know, I invited Sam onto as well because I, I needed Which another... was really surreal when like the worlds are, or it's the same world, but in a different time. Right. And then you like, because there's, there's plenty of stuff like even in uh, episode 10 that like, you know, Aaron was making active references and I was like, I know that reference, but I'm not going to say anything because none of the listeners would get it mm-hmm. and neither would the other two people in the studio. Right. Um, so that's been a unique experience, you know, being a part of, you know, two of Aaron's campaigns that take place in this same world, but at different times. Right. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, you know, sitting here playing through this, uh, you know, with you guys, and I mean, you guys, the more you, you have done, I've done, because I want to make the, I wanted to make it as fun for you guys as, you know, I, you know, I was enjoying it as well. And so, you know, now I'm sitting at probably upwards of 250 pages. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I've seen it. It's crazy. Oh yeah. Write a book and I will <laughs> no, buy it. literally, yes. What was that? What was that one meme where it's like, how do I play D and D but like by myself? Like I want to like create the worlds or whatever. And then like he was like he came back later. He was like, update. I have found out that that is called writing a book. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I. The thing is, uh, that first it was quite interesting because that first episode as well, uh, when I was first going, you know, mm-hmm. to do this, and I was talking with my friends who you know play in my other campaign, and we were talking about some things and how at that point I had built out the world a bit more than when I first pitched it to Sam. Um, but they were just like, listen, dude, like I understand you're really in depth with this. Like you're, you love this thing, but like you need to slow down. Like at this point it feels like you're trying to write a book rather than yeah. uh, a D and D campaign. And like I had, and that was the moment where like I had to take a retrospective at myself and the campaign. Cause I was just like, this is more like a book than mm-hmm. it is a campaign. So I altered it to better fit Mm -hmm. uh you know like don't get me wrong your lore is good and your lore is interesting you know it's not fun listening to someone recite the lore that they just wrote for however long um (laughs) yeah you know you only get away with that so much (laughs) yeah i i i know it probably wasn't the most fun to sit there and listen to me you know go on and on i think at times you absolutely nailed it um but like kind of more early on when you're like, I get it, you were trying to introduce the world, but 
it was more, I think, you know, as a note for the future, mm-hmm. um, introduce us more to the characters, you know, right. introduce us like to the world, but like in more like pieces across the first couple episodes. Mm-hmm. And then, then you can have those moments like you had in that, I think it was the episode with the dark forest and stuff where like, you know, your monologues were like perfect, loved mm-hmm. them, mm-hmm. um, you know? So I think that that's kind of my note um, for the future. Yeah. Um, I'm, this isn't a podcast meeting. I'm not <laughs> trying to give you notes. No, but, but I mean, you know, as, as, um, as my player, so I want to hear what you guys have to say. Because, like, the thing... And, and we can always message you right. stuff that we think of that's like, well, maybe you could try this, you know? Mm-hmm. That's, it's, it's not something that I'm just like, oh, I'm no longer on the show. Right. Screw it. Let it burn. I, I, I want to hear your guys' yeah, My messages are always going to be open to any of you guys, by <laughs> no, the way. Yeah. Like, <laughs> literally. As we go on. See, I, I'm going to try to stay in contact with every single one of you, but just know that I'm not very good at sending messages first. Like, I'm very forgetful. Aaron's a very times. dry texter as well. Listen, I get it. Like I, I'm right. <laughs> I yeah, you're right. Because I like to have proper grammar and like I use punctuation and I hardly ever, you know, shorten things down to like your is like the you yeah. are. I never use that. We're I, the opposite. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you know, in, in retrospective, I think we can all say that this is something that we made that we're proud of. Yes, definitely. Something that we hope goes into the future that is continually successful uh, right. even more so than it has been now obviously we want to keep the door open to coming back for an episode right. at some point absolutely you know? maybe even de- deeming like a one shot or something like that oh yeah sure Ooh. you know like if i'm back when you guys are on like winter break or something and for some reason y'all are in, still in muncie absolutely i yeah. could definitely do a one shot for all of you um thanks so <laughs> um <laughs> But you know, it's it's something that it's it's hard to let go of. Right. Yeah. Um but you know, I think everyone that's played D and D for long enough has had a campaign that's ended. You know, whether it's ended organically, like this one is where it's, you know, tied a nice little ribbon on it and mm-hmm. send you on your way. Or, you know, life gets in the way and then you just never end up meeting with that group again because it just never works out. Right. Um right. Life is life is busy. Yeah. Life is crazy. Life is hectic, but I wouldn't trade those you know ten to twenty half finished campaigns that I have under my belt for the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I learned so much as a person. I learned so much as a friend, um, and you know, all of the above. Yeah, uh, and more. Yeah, and and you know, kind of bouncing off that because I mean, like I I have literally. Um, this is kind of like upsetting to say, like not in the sad, not in the sense of like, oh no, this is like terrible, but like it's more just like one of those like soothing, just like this is somber to me mm-hmm. because this is the first campaign that I've ever actually had that's organically ended. Aww. Because most Congratulations, of the times, sir. Uh, we would either end it, uh, you know, abruptly, mm-hmm. or you know, time just got away from us, you know, because like my very first campaign. Uh, which I did and, you know, was making uh, that world. We ended that when I was just like, okay, we're running out of time at school, you know, because mm-hmm. we were in high school. And I was just like, we're running out of time and we're all going to have jobs. So, like, it's best to just end it. And so, and I didn't want to, but I knew that time was the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then I realized that, oh, we do have time. And I was just like, I don't really want to go back to that. As much as I enjoyed it, you know, I want to try something else. So then I made another campaign. 
and which was the one right before this one, which I played with my uh, home home group friends. And uh, we were playing through that one, and... I thought you were showing with the word homies, not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> no, and so we were playing through that one, and we were having a good time. Um, but during that, I was just like, man, I have this idea for a world. And so I started building it. And, like, I would... And I tried not to talk about it too much with them or anybody else, because I was just like, maybe this will be D&D, maybe this won't. Mm-hmm. You know, and so... But, like, I would occasionally... Uh, you know, just have the. I'm I'm a very talkative person, and like, <laughs> it's hard for me to keep my mouth shut. So I'm just like, ooh, yeah, no, this thing. I want to talk about it so much because I find it so cool. Uh, and so they end by the end of like the fifth or se- like it was either between five or seven. Uh, I can't remember. But uh, we they came they we ended that session, and they were just like, listen, like, you keep talking about this other world. Like we kind of want to play in it. And I was just like, oh, but like we're not done here like that sucks dude we're gonna play in this world now (laughs) yeah and so i i had to build i spent the like most of my time in my dorm sitting there (laughs) scrolling typing doing yeah no you were going crazy with it oh yeah i was like you were constantly busy with it i still am constantly (laughs) yeah you you are still but uh, you know it's a lot more fun now because i mean back then i i was enjoying it but not to the extent that you I have to establish it. everything yeah. at that point. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think, you know, as we're kind of winding down, I guess, right. and obviously we'll leave the door open or leave the floor open for if anyone wants to say anything else. Any, but any final questions? It's, you know? it's just, I don't know. D&D is something that, again, everyone should try because it's, I've made so many friends through D&D that I've never played with. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, oh, you see someone that has like a D20 sticker on their laptop or, you know, they have like a shirt that makes a D&D reference. And it's like, now you know you have that in common with that person. And it's just like, I've made multiple friends this year which is just like, oh, like you play D&D? Yeah, fifth edition? Awesome. Yeah. Why would I ever play anything else? Um, <laughs> I play 3.5. Uh, uh, oh, no. But, you know, and then and then we just like have like hours long conversations about the weirdest characters that right. we've made or like the funniest stories that we have about like how we scooby doo our way out of uh, an encounter instead mm-hmm. of fighting the big bad evil guy, you know? Um and the fact that you have that ability, you know, and I would I would kind of encourage, you know, not just the people in this room, but, you know, also the people in this room that might be a little more to the introverted side, um, but the people out there that play and love the game, you know, if you see those people, they're not going to be upset with you if you're just like, hey, do you play D&D? And then, right. you know, luckily, you know, the two to my right and left can now also add like, yeah, I have a D&D podcast, actually. Yeah. Um, and then someone's be like, oh, that's so neat, you know? You're right, um, right. And, you know, the conversation kind of leads itself at that point. Um, I mean, that's literally how I really got to know Tori. Like, yeah, we were in the same orientation group, but, like, we didn't start talking until we were, like, in a class together, and I saw she had, like, Spider-Man stickers or something on her <laughs> right. yeah. laptop, and I was like, oh, are you a Marvel nerd? And then she didn't stop talking about Marvel ever since. Pretty much. <laughs> that's pretty accurate. <laughs> really? Uh, I, I don't think I've ever really he- heard you talk Marvel. I've heard you talk DC. Yeah. Oh, she talks All of the above. Both. Um, yeah, and Star yeah, Wars. I'm don't get her started, my, please. I'm looking at my laptop right now, and I see DC, I see Marvel, I see Star Wars, I see Avatar. I'm yeah, like, don't, mm, don't get her started, guys. We're going to stop the train before we get to the station. <laughs> right. Yeah, but it's like, you know, and that's, that's how I, you know, kind of became... I don't know if we were, like, friends. We were, like, at least acquaintances, right? Yeah. Or, like, we would, like, chat on Snapchat every now and then. 
Yeah. Um, and then, like, when we'd have a class together, it was like, okay, I have someone to sit next to. Yeah. Um, right. And even yeah. if that just, like, becomes, like, what that person becomes for you, like, that's still awesome. Mm-hmm. I'd still, yeah. I would still rather have known Tori than not known Tori. <laughs> right. you know? yeah. yeah. I would hope so. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I actually can't stand Tori. I Wow. Kind of wish I never uh, met her. <laughs> no wonder Hogar um, just constantly was just like, I'm lost. Yeah, Hogar. <laughs> like, no wonder the first couple episodes where he was just like, I think you might have actually done it. <laughs> to be fair, you were you looked real guilty. I did. I made point. myself look very guilty, and it was really bad. <laughs> yeah. Like, Aaron didn't help, but, like, you didn't help yourself either. I really did not, no. Big L. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so I guess we'll... Uh, end with any final questions. Final questions, final thoughts, questions, final comments, thoughts. concerns, yeah. tears as we go yeah. on. I'm willing we to answer remember. anything and everything <laughs> for the most part. All the times we spent together. <laughs> Should I just like parody all the dice we rolled together? Oh. Now um, it's in past tense. I can't even <laughs> think of things that I have questions about. And I think I think it would be neat after this episode airs that we like open the floor to Q and A, you know That'd that we can uh, we can respond on socials or whatever. Oh, yeah. We might figure that out. Yeah. We can probably get that, that could done. That would be a great thing. idea. Yeah. yeah. Um, I just have to say it was slightly sad watching everyone just slowly close their laptops as we were talking <laughs> right now. Yeah. Um, I think I did it first, and I apologize for yeah. giving you like, more trauma. Like, I saw Sam close his, and then Tori closed hers, and I was just like, I'm not it's really It's like the online, only thing so that like... I had pulled up was my character sheet, and I don't yeah, need it Yeah, and we now. closed them real slow. I know. Like, I, I have all my D... Like, not even all my I have, like, five tabs worth of my D&D stuff, and that's not even half. But, like... <laughs> yeah. But, oh my gosh, yeah, that's... Why'd you bring it up? Now I'm going to cry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I so... On the record, I just want to say that this has been such a positive experience for me, and I just... I love y'all. That's my closing remark. I love you, too. I'm gonna make Emily cry. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go back to my dorm. And I'm gonna cry. And I'm gonna wait. And my dad's gonna wake me up tomorrow. And I'm gonna be like, I'm sorry, but like. Uh, I'm just like I'm holding it all in because like I graduate tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Same. <laughs> so I'm just gonna, gonna like let it all weekend. out then, or it's at some be a point lot after. Of tears this weekend. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just. Crazy. I feel like this semester was where I finally found my place. Mm-hmm. at Ball State and this podcast is a big reason for it yeah I'm gonna Aww. cry <laughs> like yeah no I definitely Aww. feel that because I know that in between episodes I I told you guys that you guys really helped me find who I was and like m- find my place with this because I mean you know walking around Ball State I was friggity friggity <laughs> freshman <laughs> I, I was just lost you know this was a brand new place and I didn't know anybody besides my roommate really and I remember my I tried my best to do whatever I could to get to know people like you know if somebody had their shoe untied I'd be like hey yo your shoes untied or your backpacks unzipped or something like that you know attempting at human interaction <laughs> yeah I, I'm, I'm I would be attempting at it and like you know they'd say some and like um, the thing was like there was like one or two people who like I would do that and then we would start talking a little bit more and, like I'd I, you know and like I'd be like oh hey what, you know what's your name and all that like, there's some that I actually wrote down in notepad because I was just like, you know, even if I don't talk with them ever again, I want to remember them because that's... 
something. Yeah, I mean, I think throughout college, my strategy for making friends, even if it's just, like, same classroom friends that it's just, Mm -hmm. like, someone to consistently sit next to, uh, and anyone's more than welcome to this. It's not, like, a insanely crazy, you know, technique, Mm -hmm. but I would just sit next to people and then I would just make stupid jokes loud enough for the people around me to hear but not necessarily like loud enough to distract the proctor and then anyone that laughs boom you're mine (laughs) (laughs) you're mine you know like you know because then it's like okay now I have this person that like thinks I'm at least a little funny Mm -hmm. and then we keep doing that until like you know either I or they like at the beginning of class like before class starts or even after class ends just like you know what's up you know, then like that's 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 kind of your foot in the door, um, but I guess if you're not funny, that doesn't really work. But <laughs> I guess just get better at being funny. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I f- I feel that for sure because like you know I came to Ball State and like sure there were people from my high school here, but mm-hmm. you know at the same time you know I didn't want to room with any of them. I didn't mm-hmm. didn't really want to be associated with my hometown there's a weird feeling of like needing to separate from that or maybe not even like needing to separate from it but just like i like i knew people from my high school coming here freshman year and i just i wanted college to be an opportunity to find myself apart from who i was in high school right but that is also a very big thing of like okay i'm just kind of figuring it out and i'm like more or less on my own so i get where you're Coming from yeah. that. All right. Mm-hmm. Well. <laughs> oh no. If there's, Here it comes. <laughs> if there's no final thoughts or comments <laughs> or questions. No. This has been the final episode of season one of Roll for Immersion. I have been your host and dungeon master, Aaron. I'm Emily and I played Gwendolyn. I'm Sam, and I have been Hagar. I'm Tori, and I have been Calcine. <laughs> Thank you for listening.